WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banke. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services. It's week number eight, and there's still hardware on the line. Tonight, the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers try to muscle their way into the divisional race, but their opponents, the Bad Axe Hatchets, have other plans in mind. Good evening once again from the Huron County seat, Bad Axe, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside me, as always, is a true professional. He even has the license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Happy to be here. Always love uh, our, our evenings here in Bad Axe, and it does not disappoint. The field looks incredible, and we're in for a great game tonight. Just two weeks remain in the regular season, but it's the final night of divisional play in the Greer Thumb Conference. With a win tonight, the Bad Axe Hatchets will secure their second straight divisional title, but this time it will be owned all by themselves. However, if the Green and White can give the Hatches their first loss of the season, it would force a potential three-way tie for the Greater Than West title. Well, we've always called it the Wild Wild West, but we know there's a lot at stake for both teams, but there's just something to be said about not having to share. The Lakers of Elgin, Pigeon, and Bayboard are coming off of a tough loss at home to a high-powered Reese offense. They started their four-game win streak and in a lightning-extended night, losing by nine. So tonight, the Lakers are looking to get back to their winning ways. Yeah, it was a tough loss, but Le- Reese is no slouch. That high-powered, high-volume passing offense can be difficult to stop when they get rolling. The Bad Axe Hatches secured a 53-0 victory over Vassar last week, extending their streak to six games of not allowing more than a touchdown in any game. Tonight, it's the conference's top defense in Bad Axe up against the number three of Lakers. Oh, it's incredible. Both defenses have been so good this season. But offensively, now that's a little bit of a different story. Before the clock strikes 7 o'clock tonight, we will host our media roundtable, take a look at our other area games, and break down the game of the week. Lakers at Bad Axe deciding the greater than West once and once for all. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anchor Valley Services. It's all on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Lakers at Bad Axe in week number 8. presentation of the WLW Sports Network is brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anger Valley Services. DF Services of Cassidy for all your grain handling needs. Conic Radiator in Air Conditioning of Banax. Rennie's Hunting Center 269 Guns. The Huron Daily Tribune. North Star Bank guiding the way. Huron Auto Parts. Countryside Transportation. McVeigh Insurance Agency of Banax. Thumb Bank and Trust. Community Strong for 100, over 125 years. Tina Seeley of Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Bayport State Bank and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services on the Blazing Street of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcasts a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction within the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly, strictly prohibited. prohibited. 
It's the penultimate week of the regular season, and we're starting to see a little bit of an unfortunate trend in some of our area programs. Due to the lack of numbers in some of our area football programs, compounded by injuries incurred over the last seven weeks, KPAC has packed up their pads for the year. Memphis is on the verge of doing the same, and in North Central Thumb League world, Flint International is done for the season as well. Causing a momentary cancellation of Mayville's homecoming this weekend, in fact, with Flint International doing so. This is the second straight year that we've witnessed this happen, and you have to ask yourself at some point, when is it time to pull the trigger and realign the Greater Thumb Conference? Now, granted, it's easy for a broadcaster to sit in their high tower with windows in front of them and outside of the elements and proclaim that change is required, but it's a whole nother thing to work through all the logistics and all the intricacies of strengthening the Greater Thumb Conference. Witness to many of those changes in the Greater Thumb Conference for the last 10 years is my broadcast partner, Dave Hanson. Boy, we sure have, and uh, I have to believe that the powers to be are quietly, discreetly, behind closed doors, hopefully already having these discussions. I, I would like to think so as well. Now, what I'm proposing is nothing new, nor did I come up with this myself, but I will say it's time to realign the Greater Thumb Conference with North and South Divisions, M46 being the Mason-Dixon line, if we can say that these days still. The North would consist of USA, Lakers, Bad Axe, Harbor Beach, Obley, and Cassidy. The South would be Reese, Vassar, Brown City, Marlette, Sandusky, and Caro. It would make for shorter travel times, allow the protected rivalries to still exist, and give an insur- assurance to teams that they will have an opponent come to the latter parts of the regular season. All in all, it would have five divisional games a season, th- giving three crossover games, including one protected rivalry, such as USA and Reese, in one game in non-conference play. Every three years, you'd play the entire conference. You know, I've been looking at that, and it just makes too much sense, doesn't it? So it seems that <laughs> in, simple. In 2021, See, we can't have that. Uh, no, that's absolutely right. And there's going to be somebody that would rebel against that. And, and there's other ideas out there that probably work, too. This seems to make the most sense, the simplest sense, especially when it comes to travel times for these schools, using, utilizing school buses, etc. So at least in that neck of the world, it makes a lot of sense. A critical piece to our broadcast alignment is our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. For nine years now, Doug has traveled all the way from Livonia, Michigan to handle all of our real-time offensive and defensive stats tonight. Doug Cole, welcome back to the 13 Hours of M53. Hey, Clark. It was a great drive. Uh, not a lot of traffic. How about you ha- have Livonia Franklin in the uh, South Division and I don't have to drive? <laughs> well... You wouldn't have to drive. I w- right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about it. I'm just kidding. We, we would probably cover one of those games when they played in Bad X or in, in yes. Sandusky probably. But uh, anyways, where did you stop on the way over? Oh, you know what? I stopped at the same place I did two weeks ago. Oh, no it kidding. It was so good, I had to do it again. try it again. It where was, was that? Steakhouse. Steakhouse in downtown Bad X. How was it? It was delicious. Was it as good as the first time? Yeah, I think it was maybe a little better. Oh, does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? The continual. That goal seal of approval. No, no, I'm just kidding. It, it does. Okay, well, thank goodness. So dining with Doug can continue for another week as Doug Cole finds the hot spots in every local hub of football and finds the local dining appreciation and moves on and gives the Doug Cole seal of approval when he deems appropriate. But we're currently we're batting a thousand over nine years. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, that's correct. The other part of our team is our director of visual data, Dan Banky. As our spotter, you can thank Dan for making us sound like we know what the heck we're talking about. That's why tonight might be a little interesting on the field and also in the booth for us. Dan has the week off, so we're going spotterless tonight. Back to the old ways, yes. right? Uh, I, I'm sure we can handle it. We're, we're fortunate enough not to have uh, 
very high-powered, very deceptive wing T teams tonight. Yes. So yes. that'll give us a chance. But uh, we certainly miss Dan, and I, I know he's out, uh, you know, on a recruiting trip, uh, just improving his skills. So uh, I'm sure he'll come back sharp as a tack, ready to go for next week. Because I'm actually, I'm not sure if you knew this, Dave, or not, but he's actually on tour right now with his Dan Banky School of Spotting. <laughs> so he, he's out on the uh, teaching career. But tonight, it's the Van Axe Hatches looking to secure the Greer Them West title outright, while the Lakers look to force a three-way tie. It's week number eight, and it's all on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, in which you can listen to in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Also, listen on podcast form. In replay form, you can go to WLWSports.com, click on the replays tab, or also, like I said, in podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. It's now time for the Media Roundtable, presented, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley. At Thompson Chevrolet, find new roads. Join me tonight via text message. He's on his way to North Huron right now from the Huron County View. It's the Iana, let's try this again. It's the NFL email server of the Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. I didn't want to screw that one up. Our in-game <laughs> analyst for WLWSports.com, Dave Hansen, or misspoke. Uh, the top spotter west of US 127, Dan Banky, and our back-to-back Meteor Roundtable champion, director of sports information, Doug Cole. So, through the end of the season, we keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a Meteor Roundtable winner. Last week, Doug Cole grabbed his second victory of 2021. So now it's Dave Hansen at three, Doug Cole and Paul P. Adams each with two wins, and Dan Banky still looking for his first win of the year. Seems like the nicknames for Paul keep getting worse and worse for him. Well, I think they keep getting better. I think they get better, too. It just depends on what direction you look at it, Doug. <laughs> well, unfortunately, Paul is at the grace of uh, whatever happened in the NFL or college football that week. But yep. he, he's a good sport about it, and he's, he said he's laughing, or at least I hope he's laughing from afar. <laughs> so how it works, each media representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Doug won last week, he will go last. So tonight's order is Dan Banky leading off, then it's Paul P. Adams, Dave Hansen, and then last week's winner, Doug Cole. Dan Banky texted me earlier in the day before his speaking tour of uh, the Dan Banky school spotting, and he says Dan Banky thinks it's going to be a dominating win for Bad Axe. Bad Axe is hitting on all cylinders right now. Lakers has been struggling at times to get the offense going, and tonight will be another struggle for them this evening. According to Dan Banky, he thinks that Bad Axe will even force two turnovers at minimum. With that, Dan Banky has Bad Axe winning. Bad Axe 34, Lakers 6. So Dan Banky taking... Bad Axe by 28 points. Paul P. Adams also messaged me before he was on his way to North Huron, and he says, here's his pick for tonight. Paul P. Adams says the Bad Axe-Laker rivalry has been one, a one-sided affair for the most part, with the Lakers holding a 20-game lead in the all-time series. 
For the first time, though, since 2001, the Hatchets have a chance to make it three wins in a row over their rival. According to Paul P. Adams, not only will Badax accomplish that feat tonight to clinch the outright Greater Than West Championship, according to Paul P. Adams, it will do so in impressive fashion. Paul P. Adams from the Huron County View is taking Badax 47, Lakers 7. So Paul P. Adams taking the super over with a 40-point victory for the Hatchets. That leaves Dave Hansen. Wow, that that is a that is a super over. But I there's a lot of things that Paul said that I completely agree with. This team is and Dan too. This team is rolling on all cylinders offensively. This team is probably one of the best offenses we have seen all year. They can beat you with the pass. They have multiple weapons on offense. Uh, Jake McPhee leading the blocking it just opens so many holes for the running game. They don't turn the ball over. They don't make penalties. And on defense, they're probably the number one defense in the league. And if they're not, they're right there because. What are you are you running on these guys? Are you trying to pass on them? I, Reese couldn't do that. The best running teams can't run against them. I, I just don't see a scenario where Lakers has a chance. You take Ethan Wisner out of the lineup. This team is just nowhere near what Bad Axe is right now, and I don't think we have a very good ball game. So as, as much as Paul thinks he's going with the super over, uh, he hasn't gone against me enough yet because I'm going to take Bad Axe an even further score. Oh boy! Give me Bad Axe 48-7. to I'll take 41 in the over. I think Bad Axe uh, puts a running clock up tonight. So Dave Hansen, one dollaring Paul B. Adams. That's what, For- I, that's what I do to Paul, though. That's yes, just what do. I do. Yes, you do. 48-7. to in favor of the Hatchets by 41 points. And that leaks on my phone's already blowing up from Paul V. Adams here. And that leaves Doug Cole. Well, I agree with uh, all three of you here. I don't think it's going to be too much of a uh, contest. Um, Lakers always has a great history. Um, obviously, they have dominated the series uh, between uh, uh, Lakers and Bad Axe. So I'm going to go with uh, Bad Axe as well. They, they just have too much offense, and like you said, defense. I think they're number one in the conference, I believe. So I'm going to go with a bad X winning by 30 with a score of 36-6. to six. So 36-6, to six, according to Doug Cole, in favor of the bad X hatchets. So the experts have spoken, with all four taking the bad X hatchets. On the low side, we have Dan Banky taking the hatchets 34-6 to six by 28 points. Doug Cole then next with a 30-point victory for bad X, 36-6 to six by 30 Paul P. Adams taking Bad X by 40 points, 47 to 7 by 40 points. And Dave Hansen taking advantage of his spot into the picks, taking Bad X by 41 points, 48 to 7. I will leave you with one more stat. I won three weeks in a row. I had the over every time, and I didn't take the over last week, and it cost me four straight weeks. I will not make that same mistake. That is very true. That's absolutely true. That is true. very true. All right, let's take a look at other area games, and I guess by default I am taking Lakers tonight. You are. Based on the rules. Yes. So. Godspeed, Lakers. All right, moving on to eight-player football and other area games. We had a game take place last night in Caseville, or in CPS, one or the other. I'm not quite sure. Uh, CPS, though, took out Caseville 58-0. CPS for their third victory of the season. Caseville now has a 26-game losing streak. Uh, it's it's just tough. Stop sliding right now in Caseville. And when, and when you have those types of losing streaks, it's really hard to get instill confidence in the kids to come out and play try to help turn this program around so i uh, wish them the best but a, a nice win there for cps here's an interesting one so like we said mayville was supposed to play flint international for mayville's homecoming flint international canceled the rest of their season so then they were on the quest to find another opponent kpac canceled their game this week and so they then teamed up and kpac is switching to eight player football for tonight only and so kpac at one and six on the season trying their hand at eight player football traveling to mayville and uh, Mayville lost to Deckerville last week 50 nothing. 
So Keypack trying their hand here. I, I don't know if this is a sign of things to come. I, if this is uh, if this is da- just dabbling your toes in the water, but uh, doesn't matter to me. I, I'm taking the team that's been eight player for the last two years. Give, give me Mayville in that game. I, I think it's an interesting game. It, it adds a, a little extra eye on on more eight player football to see what happens there. Give me Mayville at home just in case. Morris at seven and zero on the season travels to Kingston, who is four and three. Morris allowed 14 points last week, which is the most all season allowed. On the, uh, with a 58 to 14 victory, Kingston they beat Peck 36 to six to snap a two-game skid. Shame on them! They How gave up terribly. two touchdowns. How rude! Moving along, more Bur- more Morris eight no exactly. <laughs> that leads on to that Week Nine game between Morris and Deckerville. Burton Atherton was supposed to play Deckerville tonight. They have forfeited, so Deckerville improves to eight and zero, and they have all their eyes set on that Morris game in Week Number Nine. In the NCTL crossover game, we have New Haven Merritt at Bay City All Saints. 5-2 against 2-5. Bay City All Saints had a forfeiture win against Ashley last week, and that makes three wins in a row. Yeah, there's just not much there with North uh, with uh, with the Merritt team. Give, give me give me Bay City All Saints to get their sixth win on the year. Genesee at 4-2. Akron Fairgrove 1-6. Genesee, their only losses are Deckerville and Morris. Akron Fairgrove on a five-game losing streak. They beat Ashley in week number two. Yeah, and, and that says it right there, that they've beaten everybody not named not named Deckerville and not named Morris, and, and that's really the best you can do with the way those two teams play. Give me Genesee on the win on the road. In the NCTL Stripes Division, Peck at North Huron. Peck at 5-2, and two, North Huron at 7-0. and oh. This is the first time in school history that North Huron has started out the season at 7-0. and oh. Peck, they have lost two games in a row, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart in Kingston after a 5-0 and oh start. A nice little challenge for North Huron, but uh, the way they got it going with the way Case is playing over there, 7-0, I'm going to go with them to go 8-0 and this week. And another forfeiture win for the Sacred Heart Irish as they took out Ashley by forfeiture to improve to 6-2 and on the season. In 11-player football, we'll start out in the Greertham East. The Marlette Red Raiders on the road at 5-2, and taking on the 4-3 and Harbor Beach Pirates. Marlette, after starting out 1-2, and have gone 4-0. and their best record in the last six games. Harbor Beach beat Memphis 49-0 last week and have not won back-to-back games since week number two and three. Uh, normally, you don't really think twice about this, but this Marlette team is real. They are pretty good. They're, they're not great. I think they're a playoff-worthy team. They might even be the second-best team in the East. Really this, game's, this game's going to determine that. But I, I, in this situation, I'm taking the home team. I'm believing in Woodkey. I'm believing in Babcock to do enough with his limited health to make big plays when they need it and slow down a team in Marlette that is not a running team. And that is where Harbor Beach has struggled getting off the field. I think they can defend the pass better, have a chance. I'll lean Harbor Beach, but that is by far, in my opinion, the closest, most interesting 11-player game we have this week. Brown City at 1-6, Ubley at 7-0. Ubley coming off of a forfeiture bye week last week to make it 7-0 for the fifth time in school history with a win tonight, outright Greater Thumb East champions. There were rumors Brown City wasn't even going to play this game either, which would have been, I think, devastating for Ubley knowing that Bad Axe is in the future, but they are going to play. I don't think it matters. Ubley's going to win big. Both teams 2-5 in Sandusky tonight. Memphis hosting or traveling to Sandusky Memphis after starting out 2 and 2 have gone 0 and 3 since Sandusky with a win over Brown City snapped a three game losing streak going for their third win of the year tonight. Yeah, and Sandusky's coming around. Their their young players are starting to develop, starting to buy in, not quite at the pace of Cass City's young players, but I think Sandusky at home gets a gets a nice boost to their team and gets win number 3. In the crossover excuse me non-conference game, Reese who is supposed to play K-Pack 
they didn't have no they had no opponents, so they went out and found Sanford Meridian, who's one in six, Reese at six and one. Uh, good for them to go out and find a game. It doesn't matter who it is, but uh, for Reese, you need the reps. You need to continue to keep that passing game sharp, and I think they get win number seven on the year. Vassar at two and five, USA at two and five, and I will say USA very well may be the best two and five team in the entire state. They're on a two-game losing streak. Lost to Cass City last week, twenty-eight to twelve. They may be, but they're they're not on the same players. The players, the coaching staffs, they're they're just not into it like they normally are. You could see it when we went to Cass City and watched that game. They just weren't themselves. They didn't play as chippy as they normally did. But this is a get-right game for them. They will defeat Vassar in a, in a nice win to get the, their third win of the season. Carroll at Cassidy, 1-6 against 3-4. Carroll, their only victory this season was against Vassar, otherwise outscored 34-274. to Cassidy, after starting out 0-3, they've won three of their last four games. Hands down, that's the best 3-4 and four team in football right now in the state of Michigan, and Cassidy will probably put a running clock up on Carroll. And our final game in the Greer Thumb West would be our game of the week, and the extras have already spoken. They've taken all bad acts, all four of them, in commanding fashion, Dan Banky taking Bad X by 28, Doug Cole taking Bad X by 30 points, Paul P. Adams taking Bad X by 40 points, and Dave Hansen taking Bad X by 41 points. We are 28 and a half minutes away from kicking things off in week number eight. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network, Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, and Doug Cold with your call tonight. The old fashioned three man crew, like the old days here on WLW Sports. The Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers have been on the cusp of greatness for a number of years now. They've had the talent, they've had the great playing game plans, they've even had the big breaks, but for the last four seasons, the Lakers have been outside looking in at the Greater Thumb West title. The last divisional title for the Green and White came in 2017. Every year since, they have finished no worse than third place in no further than two games out of first place. Tonight, the Lakers have an opportunity to force a three-way tie for the Greater Than West title with a win tonight. And leading the command for tonight's attack is first-year head coach at Lakers, Dave Lavasser. Yeah, Dave Lavasser has had some good history at other places, especially in his first year. He's the currently the science and phys ed teacher. He uh, coached at Oscoda High School before this from 2012 to 2015. He was only 14 and 23, but he took that team to its first playoffs in 15 years back in 2015. And before that, he was at Pin Conning High School. Excuse me, after that, he was at Pin Conning High School from 2016 to 2019. Again, only 12 and 25, but made a nice playoff run in 2016. Their first playoff run in over seven years. The Lakers have no shortage of offensive weapons if they are healthy. As of late, it seems like the entire team has some sort of ailment in one way or another. At the helm of the offense would be junior play caller Connor McCain. That's right, and he's very important. 5'11", buck 85, plays defensive back. He's passing the ball significantly more this season. Last year, he only had 50 attempts. He's already 49 of 94, 52% completion percentage. He has 14 passing TDs but nine interceptions and just over 900 yards passing. But rushing on the year, here's been the story of this team. 30 carries, 40 yards rushing, and just one touchdown to boot. This team really has transitioned into a passing team, spread it out a little bit, and throw it to some playmakers. But you still have to be able to run the football to keep the chains moving. 
Some of their offensive weapons can be also found in the backfield with senior running back and part-time quarterback number 23, Zach Kretschmer. Also in the backfield, you have Logan Carlson, Russell, and Ethan Wisner. But after hurting his knee twice in this season, Wisner is out for the year. Right, and I think he's the key to this whole thing. See, the backfield starts with Ethan Wisner. They want him to be able to run the football and take the pressure off the passing game. Without him, there's no power back. There's nobody that's grinding it out for the two, three, four yards at a time. So they have lean heavier on the sweeps, the jet sweeps, the short passes, the down-the-field passes. And that's where you got to love – every team should have a Zach Kretschmer on their team. The guy that will do anything you ask, can do anything – He's going to be the primary ball carrier with Logan Collison Russell. They're going to dominate a lot of the touches. Seven TDs on the year on the ground. He's thrown two touchdowns. He's caught three passes. That Kretschmer is really the do-it-all guy. And Logan Collison Russell, he's a counterpart to him. Will do a lot of the same things. He's got a rushing touchdown. He's even attempted and completed two passes this year. As a team, Lakers has rushed for 742 yards and 159 carries, resulting in 10 scores. But through the air, the Green and White have nearly 1,100 yards on just 60 receptions with 16 touchdowns, averaging 18 yards per catch. In the Laker receiving core, they have one of their most pro- prototypical wide receivers in the conference and senior Dylan Wainer, but again, when he is healthy. Last week against Reese, Reese uh, Wainer went out with a back injury and did not return. Right, and there's no way you can sell me that he's 100% healthy today, but this is a huge game, an opportunity for them to get a little hardware. Again, you mentioned 6'5", 180 pounds. He has 23 catches, 575 yards receiving. He's caught TDs on 11 of those 23 catches, averaging 25 yards a catch. And on the other side, your speed threats. Logan Collison Russell has nine catches, a couple TDs, and and uh, Michael Good. Same thing, 6'2", 185 pounds, a little more of a speedster, do-it-all type receiver. He's got 13 catches, just under 300 yards, and three TDs to boot, but he averages over 20 yards a catch. These are the guys that Bad Axe's defense have been watching film on all week to try and figure out how they're going to slow him down. Defensively, the Lakers have the third best in the conference, allowing 15 points a game, two-tenths of a point behind Ubley, but an entire seven points behind their opponent tonight. The Bad Axe Hatchets. We'll look at them next. We are 22 minutes away from kicking things off in week number eight between Lakers and Harbor Beach. Excuse me, Lakers and Bad Axe. I'm from Harbor Beach. Keep it locked on your home for high school football. The WLW Sports Network being powered by Agar Valley Services. Nineteen minutes away from kicking off week number eight between the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers and the Bad Axe Hatchets. And to be a fan of the Bad Axe Hatchets, it's quite similar to being a lifelong fan of the Detroit Lions, but not that bad. That would be just cruel and unusual punishment for Bad Axe. Currently, the Hatchets are 7-0, their best record since 1978. That was the same year that the Bad Axe Hatchets made it all the way to the state championship game, losing in that game and finishing the year at 11-1. Since that point, the Blue and Gold have had just 11 winning seasons in 43 years, hence the reference there. And two of those 11 winning records have come in just the last two seasons, both coincidentally under the same direction of head coach Cal Pokley. That's right. Cal Pokley, uh, he's coached 15 games. He's 12-3, and 800 batting average. Before last season, the last above 500 year for Bad X was all the way back in 2001. Last year, 
led the team to their first conference championship since 1995, something the Lions may not ever get to say, and have already clinched a share of the Greater Thumb West back-to-back champions with a chance to defeat Lakers and win that thing outright this year. Cal Pokely has developed and helped molded a number of different athletes currently on his roster. One of the top, if not the top players, would be junior play caller or at least the closest thing to a quarterback in a single-wing offense in Keaton Brown. That's absolutely right. But but Keaton Brown is crucial to this offense, in my opinion. He will play defensive back as well, but 5'11", 180 pounds. He's 23 of 39 passing. He does have two picks, but 400 yards, seven TDs. He's also the team's leading rusher with 87 carries, 660 yards, and six touchdowns and hasn't played in the second half in quite a few of these games. He averages 7.5 yards a carry, and he completes his passes at 17 yards a pop. The offense runs through him. doesn't matter if he takes the snap or not. It's just to deceive the defense, but they have a lot of weapons that we're going to talk about here shortly. Altogether, the Bad Axe Hatchets are the only team in the Gertham Conference with over 2,000 rushing yards in seven weeks. In the 232 carries that the Bad Axe Hatchets have successfully conducted, they're averaging over just a mere nine yards per tote in just under 300 yards per game. And for Keaton Brown, the rush attack is led by Griffin Meinhold, Devin Howard, and Blake Tulaski. That's right, but I, I think the next most important guy after Keaton Brown to talk about is Griffin Meinhold. He, you might see him throw a pass tonight, catch a pass. He's going to run the ball. He's probably going to kick some extra points. I mean, he really is the do-it-all utility guy for this team. Anything you ask, he will do. He's probably a little bit faster than Keaton Brown in open space, so he loves to throw to him. But there's other guys that have have had important contributions, and and we've seen Evan Shank with that fullback dive straight ahead. He's punched in four touchdowns. Blake Tulaski and Devin Howard, your true change of pace backs, both of them have scored four and six times apiece. So all these guys are threats to punch the ball in the end zone when it comes to the red zone, but that big play threat to me is Griffin Meinhold. He only has five catches in the passing game, but he averages 20 yards a catch, and two of those five went for touchdowns. Averaging 33 carries per game, the Bad Axe program is centered around running the ball with authority, yet keeping their opponents off balance with five and a half on average passing attempts a game, completing three and a half of them. Despite just 23 completions on the year, the Hatchets have three receivers with over 100 yards with Griffin Meinhold, Jack Hollingsworth, and Jake McPhee. No doubt about it. These guys are are threats in the passing game. I already mentioned, I got ahead of myself a little bit there, but Griffin Meinhold, that's what we're talking about. He's the type of guy that can run it, catch it, throw it. He can kick it as good as anybody in the league. Jack Hollingsworth, though, he's got six catches for 100 yards on the year. Jake McPhee's caught six catches for 100 balls in the year. A couple TDs to boot. And even Drayden Romas, he's only got three catches, but 50 yards total, a couple more touchdowns. This offense has weapons all over the place. And I'm glad you mentioned Jake McPhee because He's the guy that typically plays off the t- off the tight end, and they're running behind him. And he's the guy, a true fullback, essentially, in this offense that tries to open the hole, pick up that linebacker, and allow guys like Keaton Brown, Griffin Meinhold, to utilize him in space and then counter off of him which direction is the big hole. That's the place that they're running the ball. But don't let the power of the fourth most productive offense in the conference fool you. The Bad Axe defense is in a category of its own, holding the top spot on the other side of the ball, allowing just eight and a half points a game. The next best defense, Ubley, is at 15 points, a whole touchdown of a difference. No kidding. And don't forget, week one, they allowed 33 points, Bad X that is, to Harbor Beach in week one. Since then, haven't allowed more than one touchdown in any game six. Six. 
since in over six weeks. They've allowed four TDs total. That's a, that's a tall task here for this Lakers offense to achieve. Tonight, the Bad Axe defense will be facing the sixth best defense of the Greyhound Conference in the Lakers scoring an average of 23 points a game. It's week number eight, and the Bad Axe Hatchets are hosting the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, and it's all right here on the WLW Sports Network. As the crow flies, just 10 and a half miles separate Laker and Bad Axe High Schools. If traveling via Sugar Beet truck, it's supposedly a 17-minute journey spanning 12 miles, but speaking from experience every morning and night, it's closer to just 13 minutes, given the time of day and number of Sugar Beet trucks straight across M142. As far as school size is concerned, tonight features the third and fifth largest schools in the Greater Thumb Conference. Bad Axe has 349 students enrolled in high school, while Lakers has 200. And 80. Those are the wrong numbers there. So all in all, school size goes in favor of the Lakers by 31 students. That's 380, not 280. There we go. Off to a great start. Tonight is the 66th time in history that the Bad Axe Hatchets and the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers have met on the gridiron 66 times in the last 62 years, playing every year since Lakers consolidation in 1960, plus meeting the playoffs in 1991, 92, 93, and then last year in 2020. This year, Bad Axe offers the fourth most productive offense in the Greyhound Conference, averaging 39 points a game. The Lakers are two slots behind at number six, scoring 23. So offensively, it is Bad Axe by 16 points. On the defensive side of things, Bad Axe is at the top of the list with no one even close to them. The Hatchets are giving up just 8.6 points per game, while the number two team, Ubley, averages 15, a whole touchdown of a difference. Lakers has certainly nothing to sneeze at either, boasting the third best defense, giving up an average of 15.3 points a game. So on defense, it goes again goes in favor of the home team, Bad Axe by 6.7 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the night, and they're confident that line, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and John Gruden, sports wagering department, set after factoring in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location. The spread for tonight's game sits at Bad Axe, 22 and a half points. Today is the 288th year day of the year, meaning there are just 77 days until New Year's Eve. we got some great plans. We've, we're getting a bigger party by the week. Should we invite... Uh, Judge Brill to join us? Absolutely. Of course, Judge Brill, the PA announcer here in Bad Axe, we'll have to, uh, what we have next week to, uh, to invite him as well. Right. So. We should we should probably uh, lead into it carefully this week, so let, let him think about it. Yeah. Well, we we don't want to invite Phil Gernovich. Absolutely so, not. No. Yeah, it gets Sorry, a little awkward. Phil. gets a little awkward. <laughs> We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in tonight, whether you're currently on your way home to the game, heading home from work, at home making dinner, or perhaps you're feeling lazy and hitting the nearest Golden Arches drive through which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia topic of McDonald's. Maybe something you're good at here, Dave. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I was better at Martha Stewart, but That's we'll true. find out. That's true. We'll find out. Well, if you ever feel guilty, folks, about going through the McDonald's drive through on your way home for dinner, don't. McDonald's feeds 1% of the world's population every single day of the year. Dave, how many people go to McDonald's in a day on average? Looking for a number here of number of people who go to McDonald's. 
1% of the world's population, and I do not know the world's population, so I'm going to take a shot at millions of people. I'm going to go with 40 million people? Uh, you're in the close range. 68 million people Jeez. a day. I go to McDonald's. When all said and done, across the entire globe, McDonald's sells an average of 75 burgers a second. That's roughly 300 million burgers a day. Like it or not, or I should say, love it or not, McDonald's has had the same jingle since 2003, when the I'm Loving It campaign began. When it first began, the company paid a particular artist $6 million to sing the original jingle. Dave Hansen, who sang the original McDonald's I'm Loving It theme? Uh, that was uh, uh, JT, Justin Timberlake. Ah, very good. Very good. One for two tonight. Prior to the I'm Loving It campaign, the longest-lasting jingle for McDonald's was four years. Now, nearly 19 years later, the annoyingly catchy jingle still lives on in a variety of renditions, similar to the Are You Sure campaign, seems to <laughs> never die. The McFlurry was invented in 1995 by a Canadian franchise owner and was made a menu item two years later worldwide. Fast forward a decade to 2006, McDonald's agreed to make a design change to their lid of its ice cream dessert. Dave Hansen, my final question to you tonight is what caused McDonald's to change the design of their McFlurry lids? Interesting. What This is fascinating. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, it's probably not as boring and as simple as when they uh, had to change the coffee lid, but I'm going to go in the similar realm. I, they had to be some kind of spilling issues or something along those lines. Well, not so much as spilling issues. Hedgehogs were getting their heads stuck in the lids. Weirdest so what, thing. Can you say that one more time? Hedgehogs were getting their heads stuck in the McDonald's McFlurry lids. Hedgehogs. Hedgehogs. Between 1997 and 2006, if an empty McFlurry cup was left on the ground, hedgehogs love sugar. By the next morning, you would likely see a hedgehog with its head lodged firmly in the lid's hole. McDonald's only announced the design change after, quote, extreme pressure from, of all people, the British Hedgehog Preservation Society. Didn't even know that existed, but apparently they have quite the clout. Don't believe me? Just Google Hedgehog McFlurry, and you'll get sucked into that weird part of the internet, not that I know from experience at all. But speaking of hash browns or hash marks and pancakes, Dave Hansen, where are your three keys to tonight's game? Uh, I, I don't know where you find this stuff. Your, your, your wife, I hope your wife me. pulls you back out uh, at some point of these dark places that, that you end up in. That one came off of Twitter, actually. It was one of those, like, ten facts you never knew. So there you go. It doesn't take much to, to lure you in, that's no, for doesn't. sure. Uh, let's start with the home team, the Bad X Hatchets. And, and it's going to start with them on defense, the number one defense, right? What are we going to talk about? They can't allow the big play to happen tonight. The Lakers running game has been suspect at best. They have been known for passing the ball. They want to push it down the field if possible, especially to their biggest playmaker in Wainer. There's going to they are going to try to take him out of the game, force Lakers to be patient. I don't know if the Lakers can do that. They, the running game just isn't there. If Badax can prevent the big play, the the backbreaking long pass, whatever it might be, I think they'll be just fine tonight. For the road team, for Lakers. They have to find the same thing, same line. Find a way to move the chains. If Bad X takes away your best playmaker, who's going to step up? How are you going to find a way to convert third down and five, third down and six, if Wainer's not available to throw it down the field? Who's the next man up? What are they going to do? That's where they're going to lay it all on the line tonight. That'll be important for Lakers. And last but not least, 
Bad X has been able to run on anyone they've seen. You could put an extra guy in the field. They would probably still run the ball successfully against you. So for Lakers, it is oh so important for that front four, front five, six, if they, they put down on the line, to stand their ground, clog up them holes, and allow them linebackers to come shoot in the gaps and make some tackles. If they can do that, Lakers can hang around in this game and have a chance. Current conditions in Bad X, Michigan are 59 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. They're calling for a 51% chance of rain this evening. Winds are out of the north at 1 to 2 miles per hour and gusting up to 2 miles per hour at best. Visibility is at 10 miles. Barometric pressure is dropping at 29.8 inches. And the dew point, the dew point is at 55 degrees. It feels like it's 59 degrees out. The humidity is at 88%. Sunset is at 648 tonight, and we're currently in a waxing gibbous moon phase, the official favorite broadcast uh, team here, our favorite waxing gibbous moon phase. And I would agree with that. I would say that 50% chance of rain is, uh, is already here. Yes, it is. Look at that. By golly, it is raining right now. October 15th, the sunrise was at 747. The sunset was uh, eight minutes ago at 648. On October 15th, we have 11 hours and one minute of daylight. We lost 21 minutes of daylight since our last broadcast. Next week, we'll be under 11 hours. Sad to say. Bad X won the toss. Elected to receive your officials tonight from Caseville. Your referee is Dan Corbett. Umpire Gary Krause from Bad X. Headlinesman Fred Sackreiter from Saginaw. Your line judge is David Hill from Beaverton. And your back judge, Roger Westenfeld from Davison, Michigan. Now we listen in to PA announcer... Gerald Prill and the Bad X Marching Band who's on the field. It is a pink out game tonight in honor of breast cancer awareness. Both teams in pink socks or pink jerseys, whatever it is, even the band has pink plumes tonight. And we listen in to the PA announcer, all the festivities here in Bad X, Michigan with the Star Spangled Banner, our national anthem. Won the toss, elected to receive, where they will take the ball after the opening kick. Beautiful rendition from the Bad Axe Marching Band. At quarterback, or the closest thing to a quarterback in a single-wing offense, that would be junior, number 11, Keaton Brown. In the backfield, keeping him company would be number 12, Evan Schenk, a junior. He's technically the fullback. Also in the backfield would be number 7 as the wingback, Griffin Meinhold, a 5'10", 180-pound junior. At the blocking back behind the tight end would be number 40, Jake McPhee. The beast out there, 6'4", 218 pound, and just a junior. And on your line, you have center, Noah Braun, a 5'10", 205 pound junior. At right guard, Austin Vollmering, a 5'10", 185 pound senior, number 56. Your left guard, Sam Haas, number 60, 5'11", 195 pound senior. 
at your right tackle, Matt Kamaki. Number 76, six foot, 230 pounds. And your tight end, that would be Hayden Miles, a 5'11", 190-pound junior. For the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, their quarterback, Connor McCain, a junior, 5'11", 185 pounds. For him, number seven. In the backfield, running back, Logan Carlson Russell, number 26 foot, 185 pound senior, as well as Zach Kretschmer, a 6 foot, 175 pound senior, number 23. Kicking things off for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, looks like that is number 85, a foreign exchange student, Tom Maniget from Europe. He'll be the kicker, of course. Plenty of soccer in his heritage over there. Will be doing the kicking duties. They recruit him from the soccer team to join the football team for these specific reasons. Deep back for the Bad X Hatchets in their pink and blue uniforms. Back at their 15-yard line. It's a squib kick that comes into the 27-yard line. Comes to the near sideline. That would be number 44, Devin Howard. He's tackled after no gain on that. Brought down by number 12 of Lakers. That's Michael Good. Plays weak side linebacker on defense as well. First and 10 for the Bad X Hatchets at their own 27-yard line. Yeah, this rain is going to change things dramatically. And it, I think it affects Lakers a little bit more. If they're going to pass the football... Making good throws, having a good grip, and then catching that football is going to be the biggest issue for them on offense. I don't know if it affects Bad Axe nearly as much because their goal is to hand it off or direct snap to the quarterback and have him keep it around the end. First and 10, right to left across your radio from the 27-yard line, maybe the 28. Right to left across your radio, single wing to the right, Hollingsworth wide right at the opposite hash. Direct snap to Keaton Brown, has a lead block, he has positive yards, and he's wrapped up about the 29-yard line after a gain of a yard and a half. Bottom of that pile for the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers would be number 76, Luke Braun, the 6'4", 270-pound junior defensive end, second down and eight. And not much to go there for Bad Axe. They try that right side. They run into big Luke Brown, other guys in the area, Logan Collison, Russell. But you're going to see a lot of this tonight. Direct snap to their quarterback, which we always joke is the closest thing to a quarterback in this offense. They direct snap it to him, and he follows everybody. He follows Evan Shank. He follows Jake McPhee. They load up that right side, and Lakers does a good job of plugging it up, just allowing a two-yard gain on first down. Second down, eight from the 30-yard line, single wing to the right. A little hesitation there for Keaton Brown. He has across the 35 and leaps out to the 37-yard line. Brought down by Connor McCain out of the secondary. That junior 5'11", 185 pounds for the Lakers. Short of the first down marker by about a yard and a half, maybe two. Third down and manageable, third down and two. So with this offense, typically you're going to see everybody on the line. You're going to see a wide receiver, in this case out to the right. You'll have two backs in the backfield. One is always, almost always going to be Keaton Brown, and then there'll be a back next to him, and then... In front of them, but not on the line, is where Jake McPhee holds down the fort. And you'll so it looks like an overload to the right, and that's what it is. That's where the wide receiver is. That's where your quote-unquote fullback is. And that's traditionally where the plays go. In the first two plays, that's exactly where they've gone. It's Evan Schenk on the handoff right up the middle. Looks like he has the first down out to the 40-yard line. A gain of three when they needed to move the chains. A third down conversion on their first try tonight. Tackle made by Logan Collison Russell out of the secondary for the Lakers. Move the chains from their own 40. And, and that's really the play that Evan Shank has. That's what he's known for in this offense. And it's that quick snap. He takes the snap. He becomes the fullback. He just dives straight ahead. Doesn't allow the linebackers to get up on the line of scrimmage. He gets two before you even know he hits the line of scrimmage. Gets a little extra there. And the first first down of the night for the home team. Right to left cross your radio from the 39-yard line according to the spot. Single wing to the right, splitting the hash marks. 0-0 ball game, 10-25 left here in the first quarter. Bad Axe hosting the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. Direct snap 
This time to Evan Shank to the left side, the opposite side of the single wing. Breaks free, one tackle, breaks free. The second tackle is finally ripped out of bounds right at midfield and pushed out of bounds by Peyton Kinney, the defensive end for the Lakers, and move the chains 10, maybe even 11 yards for Evan Shank. Move the chains at midfield. And you got to love it. They set up the same way. Everybody's leaning right, and when they snap it, this time Keaton Brown becomes the lead blocker. Evan Shank takes the snap as they rotate to the left. You see pulling guards come in front of the way, and everybody's on the wrong side of the field for Lakers, so the wall is sealed up. They pick up blocks, and then Evan Shank does what he does best. He knocks people over, and back-to-back -back first downs now on back-to-back -back carries for the Bad X Hatchets. Working off the left hash to the single wing to the short side of the field, and they go to the opposite side to Evan Shank. Again, he has room to run across the 45, finally tripped down to the 44-yard line for a six-yard gain. Tackle made by Peyton Kinney once again. His second tackle of the night. Second down and four upcoming for Bannocks. Now into Laker territory. And he's on that weak side. They run the exact same play just to the opposite side, and it's successful again. A pretty simple six yards, and I'll be truthful. If Kinney doesn't make that tackle, there isn't any white jerseys over there to make that tackle. Evan Shank goes for a big gain, but either way, Bad X, another six yards, and that's what this offense has done to everybody all year. Chunk yards on the ground, and just when you least expect it, even in this weather, maybe it could be on first down. You'll see Keaton Brown throw the ball and hit you for a big one. A light, gentle rain falls from the skies in week number eight. Second down and four for the Bad Axe Hatchets in the Laker territory, the 44-yard line. Second down and four, working off the right hash, single wing to the right to the far sideline. Direct snap to Keaton Brown, and he is brought down in the backfield. Number four, Tyson Steinman, a junior, got into the backfield and wrapped up the feet of Keaton Brown. He could not move, and it's going to be a loss of four on the play. Third down and eight now. They blitz him on the weak side. He gets un goes undetected, gets right into the backfield, almost quick enough to take the snap. I think if Keaton Brown would have instinctually followed his blockers, I think then... Uh, Steinman would have had to follow him into the hole, but instead he hits the brakes and uh, no Top Gun references tonight. He doesn't fly right by. He makes the tackle and pulls him down for a loss on the play and third down and a long eight coming up now for, for Badex. Third and eight from the 48-yard line in Laker territory, working a yard inside the right hash. Single wing to the right, overloading that right side. The Lakers crowding the box. Movement on the defensive side, but they get back on sides. A reverse to the near sideline. Griffin Meinhold to the 40, down to the 30. He has one man to beat. He's at the 20, and he's tackled forward down to the 18-yard line. Finally forced down by Michael Good, the weak side linebacker. From the 47-yard line, down inside the 20-yard line. Looks about the 18. A big gain for Griffin Meinhold, another third down conversion. And that's where they're the most dangerous. They set up all those runs. You see the weak side carry with pulling guards. You see everybody follow the overloaded side, typically the right side of this offense, following McPhee through the gap, pushing guys backwards. And then all of a sudden, they do the exact same thing. Everybody goes to the right except one player and one pulling guard. And you'll see Meinhold on the right side playing tight end, takes the snap, a jet sweep, reverse, whatever you want to call it, the other direction. And there's nobody there. The guard picks up the defensive end, and it's a sprint. And if number 12, Michael Good, doesn't haul him down, it's a touchdown for Bad Axe. But nonetheless, a big first down now inside the 30 of Laker territory. 
Walking back to the right, tight end to the left, and it's a direct snap to Evan Shank. He has positive yards across the 15, finally brought down at about the 13-yard line. A gain of five on the play. There's a white jersey somewhere down there. Looks like Logan Carlson Russell, but leading the way was number 62. Peyton Kinney on another tackle, second down and five after a five-yard gain. Absolutely, and the direct snap to Logan Shank, or excuse me, to Shank there. He's not typically the guy that takes a ton of these snaps, and if they do, it's third and three, a guy you kind of try, they forget about defenses, don't really pay attention to him, and he dives right in between the tackles and punches it head for first down. We've seen him now go off tackle three different times. He's already got 25 yards on those four carries, and he's he's so far kind of carried this offense on this series. Back to the single wing to the left side. They send Hollingsworth wide to the right. We played just under five minutes here. Still no score. Badax in their first drive, but knocking on the door of the 13-yard line of Lakers. Keaton Brown gets the snap, and he gets it down to the 10-yard line before he's tripped up. A late flag comes from the far sideline judge. This will be a gain of maybe three on the play down to the 10. They need to get to the 8-yard line for the first down. Tackle made by number 62, Peyton Kinney once again for the Lakers. As we find out what the official here is, it looks like a face mask against the Lakers. Five-yard penalty tapped on from the end of the drive. This will result in a first down move the chains. Well, it looked like uh, Brown there lost his footing, but that would explain the jerk there, the, the pull of the helmet, and all that takes is the cleat slip out from underneath him, and he falls down. Half the distance to the goal, first down. So half the distance to the goal. It's first down and goal to go from the five-yard line for the Bad Axe Hatchets. First flag of the night. I think that was going to be pretty close to a first down anyways, but uh, that would explain the sudden uh, of Keaton Brown falling. Yeah, in sideways too, which explains a lot because uh, I thought maybe he had slipped. We couldn't tell in the pack. But uh, nonetheless, a five-yard penalty for Lakers. A first down for Banax as they try to continue to finish off this very impressive opening series with a touchdown. Hollingsworth wide right in the backfield. Shank and Brown, and Brown gets the direct snap. Tries to fight his way through the trenches, and much like World War One, doesn't get very far at all. Out for a yard, down to the four-yard line. Second down, goal to go. Four yards to the gain. Six and a half to play here in the first quarter. No score. Tackle made by Luke Brown. A, a lot of mind games. Badex sets up this offense that everybody goes to the right, everybody jams things up, and then Keaton Brown pushes that pile, trusting his offensive line. Lakers simply overloads that side right back, causes a log jam. Keaton Brown doesn't go anywhere. It's a great job by the Laker defense, but... For Badex, this is simply a mind game for them. They are setting up something the other direction. Maybe it's a pass. Maybe it's uh, it's it's mind hold coming back the other way. But they are setting up this defense for a chance to score. It might happen right here. Same formation in the backfield. Keaton Brown on his right hip would be Evan Shank. Hollingsworth wide right. Second down goal to go from the four. It's a handoff right up the middle. Touchdown, Badex. Evan Shank gets the handoff. He's in from four yards out. Tech on six points for the Bad Axe Hatches. They strike first blood with 5.41 left in the first quarter. It is Bad Axe six, Lakers nothing. Kevin Alfie's six minute and 19 second drive. Just an impressive opening drive here. And you don't normally see teams in today's world win the opening toss and elect to take to football. But that's just how confident this team is. They feel that they get the football first, they score. Lakers is already on their heels, already pressing, and already chasing points, and that's exactly what happens. They go down the field and score, and now Meinhold tries to add the extra point. Good snap. The kick is up from Griffin Meinhold. It is through the uprights. Yes, it is. Tack on the seventh point. It is 7-0. Bad Axe leading, leading the Lakers with 5.41 left in the first quarter right here on the W. LLW Sports Network.
Texas kick comes down to about the 12-yard line, brought in by Jaden Nugent, the senior. He gets all the way out to the 30-yard line. Nice little return for Jaden Nugent. Sets up Lakers on a first and 10. Left to right across the radio with a 70-yard field in front of him. Tackle made by Jake McPhee on special teams. Also plays middle linebacker for this Maddox defense. Maddox scored on a 73-yard drive, covering 6 minutes and 19 seconds off the clock. In 11 plays, kept off with an Evan Schenk 4-yard run in for the score. PAT for Meinhold was good. 7-0. Maddox leads the Lakers. Lakers on offense for the first time tonight. And they send three wide to the right. Connor McCain in the shotgun, right man to his left. McCain rolls to his left, going to keep it for himself, trying to find the seam in pink jerseys. Swarm to the ball after just a two-yard gain out to the 32-yard line at best. A two-yard gain, second down and eight for the Lakers. Well, it's time for the road team to respond. Lakers uh, defense unable to get it done, so they're going to send their their new spread offense out onto the field three receivers to the right one to the left uh, one running back keeping McCain company in the backfield it's a quarterback keeper on the left and he's only able to get two yards McCain throws downfield he has a receiver open it is caught at the 45 of bad X that would be Logan Carlson Russell from the left side of that line gets out breaks free brings the first down with him and all the way down to the 42 yard line tackle made by Keaton Brown of bad X Move the chains for the first time tonight. Yeah, and that's that's just too easy. Wide, wide open right down the field, right down the hash mark. There's nobody there. Blown coverage, blown assignment by the defense, and it's an easy throw for McCain to get started in this game. Lakers sends a receiver wide to the right. That would be number 11, that prototypical wide receiver, Dylan Wainer. Other side would be Michael Good now in motion to the near sideline, and Lakers adjusting and resetting the play for the second time already. 444 in counting here in the first quarter. 7-0 Bad X leading. Lakers on their first drive tonight. Snap to Connor McCain. He's going to keep it for himself again. Spins out his first tackle across the 35. Brought down to the 34-yard line. Has a gain of 8 on the play. Second down and 2 upcoming. Tackle made by number 66, Hayden Miles. And you may see more of this from Lakers. Taking a page, uh, page out of old uh, USA's playbook last year, we lose our best running back, our quarterback steps up. We'll design some plays, let him carry the football, act as the lead running back. That play it works well. You see Bad X do that, that the back in the backfield becomes the lead blocker. He makes a great block, does uh, Kretschmer there, and springs McCain for a nice gain of eight. Direct snap to Kretschmer this time. He has the first down, and he's down, at, down to about the 20. 27-yard line for a gain of five on the play. They mark him down to the 28-yard line. Tackle made by Bad Axe's Jake McPhee, middle linebacker, six foot four, junior. Moved the chains for the second time tonight. Now that that play looked eerie familiar to the team yes, that just did. scored, didn't it? You're seeing those two backs in the backfield, a little bit more of a spread feel, but uh, direct snap to either back, whether it's Kretschmer or McCain. There, back-to-back plays. Michael Good in motion and. The Bad Axe defense, number 17, Jack Hollingsworth, trying to get up to the line. Unfortunately, he didn't stop at the line. On the defense, five yards. So still first down, first and five, the now from the 23-yard line. As he tried to stop at the line, and unfortunately due to the wet grass, he slid about a yard inside the trench. Yeah, and it was quite obvious that he was sliding uh, safely into the offensive line there and a free five yards for Lakers. He would have been safe at second base, though. I was worried about him sliding too far, actually. Wainer to the right, good to the left, and now they send good in motion to the near sideline. McCain in the shotgun on his right hip. Zach Kretschmer, now they look to the, the sideline for the play call. With 3.22 left here in the first quarter, 7-0 Bad X leading. Lakers on their first drive tonight. 
They are at the Badax 23-yard line. Have moved the chains twice already. Have not faced a third down. Right now it's a first and five from the 23. Direct snap to Kretschmer. The pink jerseys swarm to him and bring him down right at the original line of scrimmage. That's Jack Hollingsworth brings him down for no gain at all. Still second down and six, actually, according to the spot. They lost a yard on that. And it will be second down and six. And you saw the snap go right to Kretschmer and... They set everybody up to go to the right after a couple different guys go in motion. They try the weak side. No luck there as Hollinsworth is able to slip between the offensive tackles and make the play in the backfield for, like you said, Clark, a one-yard loss. Kretschmer to the left of McCain. Michael Good in motion. Two and a half to play here in the first. So Lakers likes to get to the line rather quickly. Sets, tries to pull the defense offsides, tries to see what the defense is bringing them. Then they look to the sideline for the actual play call. There's the snap. Direct snap to Connor McCain. He breaks out of his first tackle, breaks out of his second tackle, tackled forward down to about the 17-yard line. That will be very close to the first down marker. Bottom of that pile for the Bad Axe Hatchets, Drayden Robos, the safety 5'10", 170-pound junior. Move the chains. They're signaling first down. Yeah, too many missed tackles there for Bad Axe. Uh, they had McCain down the backfield. Hollinsworth was in there, and then in open space, he's able to plant his foot. Keaton Brown is not. He tries to hit the brakes and tackle him, slides right on by, and McCain's able to do enough with good footing there to get a first down for Lakers. Lakers just had ball just about under four minutes. Pitch out to Zach Kretschmer. He has the speed. He has the seam. And he gets down to just shy of the 10-yard line to gain there, down to the 9-yard line. That's, according to the spot, just looks like about a 9-yard gain, second down and one to go for the Lakers. The name you haven't seen on defense yet is Jake McPhee. He's no. just, been, just been not in any of the plays so far. Normally, he's a guy that's all around the football right now. So there's a guy that, for starters, is going to have to change what they're doing and try to disrupt some of these running plays. Too easy for Lakers going right down the teeth of this number one defense. Connor McCain, Kretschmer to his left. Actually, they're going to line Kretschmer up at the direct snap. He has it. It's crossed the Line of scrimmage down to about the five-yard line. He has the first down, a conversion on second down for a new set of downs. First and goal to go from the five-and-a-half-yard line. Tackle made by Evan Shank, defensive end for the Bad Axe Hatchets. So it, uh, you see a, what an offense that appears to be very fast. Like I said, they set at the line of scrimmage rather quickly. The last few times they've had a wide receiver left, wide receiver right. They get the play call. The wide receiver comes in motion and then stops. They get another play call, and then usually the end follows that receiver to the same side of the field and they run behind it. That's what they've been doing most of the night. Connor McCain with a little bit of hesitation strolls into the end zone untouched as the play was going to the right. He went to the left, finds himself in the end zone from five yards out. Touchdown, Lakers. And we have ourselves a one-point ball game with 49 seconds left in the first quarter. I'm not so sure it wasn't a broken play. I think the running back went the wrong way or McCain turned the wrong way. And when he looked back to his left, the defense completely bought it. They all sold for the run against Kretschmer. And he goes to his left and walks into the end zone untouched for Lakers as they respond nicely with a touchdown of their own. Going for one here. They bring Manigat out for the kick. Left-footed kicker. A little bit of a high snap, but they get it up, and it is good. It is through the uprights. We have ourselves a tie ball game with 49 seconds left in the first quarter. It is 7-7. Lakers and Bad X all tied up.
Lakers responds with a 70-yard drive covering nine plays, 4.52 off the clock, capped off with a McCain seven-yard run. The PAT from Manigat is good. We are tied up at seven apiece in week number eight of the regular season. If Lakers is able to come up with the upset, it would force a three-way tie for first place. The kick for Manigat comes into the 15-yard line, scooped up, and the pink jerseys strive all the way out to the 25-yard line before forward progress is stopped after a 10-yard gain. Pick your poison there for the defense on special teams. Returning that was number 24, Drayden Romas for the Bad Axe Hatchets. First and 10 from the 25-yard line, 75-yard in field in front of him. And just uh, when we get done talking about the number one and number three ranked defenses, we watch both of these offense march right down the field with virtually no issues whatsoever, put up a touchdown, make the extra point. And just like we started a few minutes ago, we are all tied again here at seven with Bad Axe coming out for their second possession of the evening. Both teams with four first downs. Lakers, though, did not even see a third down on that drive, covering 70 total yards. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets, right to left across your radio from their own 25, single wing to the right, Hollingsworth to the right, and we have motion, and Bad Axe is singling at the Lakers, the Lakers are singling at the Hatchets. We'll see what the officials have to say here, with 42.9 seconds left here in the first quarter. Dead ball, false start on the offense, five yards, still first down. So Bad Axe will have to make a 75-yard drive, actually 80 yards. They're at their 20-yard line with a first in 15. That's their first penalty tonight. Actually, second penalty tonight. Two penalties for 10 total yards. Same formation. Hollingsworth wide to the right. It's a handoff direct snap to Shank. And Shank gets across the 25 out to the 28-yard line. Gains back those five yards lost plus an additional three. Second down and seven. Tackle made by Garrett Strahan for the Laker defense. So remember when Baddock's on the field, traditionally you'll see Keaton Brown having Shank in the back or in the backfield. That snap goes directly to Shank. He goes right straight ahead between the guard and the tackle. And he finds a lot of daylight. He's able to get all that five yards back plus a couple more. Second down and seven now for the Hatchets. Sending Hollingsworth wide to the left. Everyone else on that single wing to the left. In the backfield, Keaton Brown and Evan Shank. Lead back would be Jake McPhee, and he's leading his way all the way out to the 30-yard line. And that has brought the end of the first quarter with a seven-all ball game. Evan Shank and that carry for two yards will set up a third and five as we're going to return for the second quarter right here on the W. W Sports Center, we play 12 minutes. It's 7-7 between Badax and Lakers. Flip the sides of the field. It's 7-7. Banax and Lakers all squared up. Banax on offense for the second time tonight. And Keaton Brown rolls to his right, passing downfield. He has a man wide open. Griffin Meinhold brings it at the 48. Inside Laker territory and finally ripped down to the 30-yard line by Michael Good. A huge reception started at the 30-yard line and ripped down at the Laker 30-yard line for a 40-yard reception from Keaton Brown into the hands of Griffin Meinhold. Yeah, Colton Oyevides was in the backfield quickly by Lakers, putting pressure on, on Brown. He had to kind of roll to his right, but that play was wide open. They never believed for a second it was going to be a pass. And if it wasn't for that pressure by Oyevides, the throw would have been better. It was rushed. It was underthrown. But good job 
by Meinhold, come back to the football, make the catch, turn it upfield before he's run down from behind. But a big gain for Badax now as they flip the field inside Laker territory. Swing momentum back to their side, working off the right hash of the Laker 30-yard line. Reverse to Jake McPhee up the middle, and that one is clogged up as fast as it formed. A tackle made by Colton Oyervitas, that strong side linebacker, 6'2", 240-pound senior. Brings up no gain on that one. Second down and 10 still over the 30. Yeah, most of the time you'd like to run away from him. So if you're going to misdirect back into him, somebody better block him, maybe two people. They don't. And even Jake McPhee, as soon as he gets the ball, is flat-footed, has no chance, and tackled right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Second and 10 from the 30-yard line. We're into the second quarter. Both teams with one score and one PAT to tie it up at seven apiece. Just the third possession tonight. The first two have resulted in scores. Hollingsworth wide to the left, single wing to the right, working two yards inside the right hatch. Left to right across the radio for the Bad Axe hatch. It's in reverse to Griffin Meinhold. Trying to find a net. She breaks out his first tackle. He has the first down across the 20, down to the 10. Lowers the shoulder is brought down at about the 7-yard line. Tackle made by Jay Sears out of the secondary for the Lakers. And another first down move the chains big time from the 30-yard line inside the 10 down to the 7-yard line, a 23-yard game. Well, you see Bad X try it on the play before with McPhee. They try to run left and then counter him back the other way. Oyavitas is there. They do the opposite this time. They run to the right, counter it back with Meinhold. And you just watch these guys block this play. It looks like the offensive line is on an angle out there, about 30 yards down the field, setting the edge for Meinhold to run around. And then it's a foot race. And number 10, Jay Sears has to come from the other side of the field playing deep safety to come over and cut that play down. But a huge play for Badex now well inside of Laker territory. It's a handoff right up the middle. Looks like I do believe that was Keaton Brown on the carry down to about the three-yard line. No, that wasn't. He was a wide out right. It's down to it's Evan Shank. Yep. Down to there, down to about the three-yard line for a four-yard game. Second down, goal to go from the three-yard line. So what you see there is when that direct snap, that's how quickly it happens, Clark. If they go right to Shank, he goes right straight ahead with that football. He's almost leaning ahead when that snap comes. And you see Meinhold uh, go out to the left and fake a pitch. You see Keaton Brown sell his fake around the right side. That's what we were seeing there. I lost it for a second, too, but straight ahead goes Shank right down towards that line of scrimmage, or excuse me, the, the end zone line. He's just short of that. And on second and goal, now Badax lines up from a very short yardage to try and punch in their second score. Second and goal to go from the three-yard line. It's a direct snap. Keaton Brown back to pass into the end zone. Wide open. Can he bring it in? Yes, he can. Touchdown, Badax. The second score of the night. In the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Badax. It is now 13-7. Badax leading the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers as we're still trying to figure out who brought that pass in. I got the answer. I think it's Devin Howard. Devin Howard, yes, it was. So it is now 13-7. Badax scores on their second drive tonight and currently has a six-point lead, trying to make it a seven-point lead with a made Griffin Meinhold PAT. If it sounds like you're hearing popcorn, that's actually the rain hitting the helmets and pads of all the Bad X players out there. It is the PAT is good. It's now 14 to seven as the rain's coming down harder here in the second quarter. 916 remains in the first half. It's 14 to seven, Bad X over Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
kick comes down to the five-yard line. It goes through the hands of the Laker defense of receivers. Zach Kretschmer brings it up at the two-yard line. He's brought down at the seven-yard line. A little bit of miscues there, but due to the rain, so Bad X forces Lakers to have an extremely long field in front of them out down to the eight-yard line. Tackle made by Jake McPhee for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Of course it was. His second special teams tackle tonight on two attempts. First in ten for the Lakers with a 92-yard field in front of him. Receiver wide each way. That's tough there for Jaden Nugent there, your senior special teamer, as that line drive kick hit the turf and it just kind of skipped instead of coming up in the air. And when it skipped, he bent over. That ball went right on by him. And when he, he even slipped trying to change directions to go get it, and it wasn't long, another second or two, Jake McPhee would recover that. That's how far down the field he was. So terrible miscue on special teams by Lakers. And now this drive is going to start way back on their own eight-yard line to start this second series of the night. It's a snap to Connor McCain. Runs into his one of his own offensive linemen. He's brought down at the four-yard line. They're going to say Ford Progress has him out to the five-yard line. A loss of three on that. Big man number 44 for the Bad Axe Hatches. Devin Howard leading the charge there from defensive end position. Loss of four, second down and 14 from the five-yard line. Yeah, but that uh, he runs into his own offensive lineman because he was pushed so far into the backfield that when McCain hits him, he runs right into his own tackler. When he changes directions, Devin Howard at that linebacker position is already in the backfield making the tackle for about a three-yard loss on first down. Receiver wide to the right. That's Dylan Wainer about... Two yards out of the sideline. He's way over there when the play is on nearly on the opposite hash. Connor McCain back to pass, throwing downfield. It is caught by Logan Carlson Russell, but he is tripped up as soon as he brings it in at the 10-yard line. Tripped out to the 12-yard line. Looks like a bad ex defender uh, tripping him up was number 11, Keaton Brown, and he is a little slow to get up, but he is up on at it. As I grab my binoculars back from... Phil Grinovich, he's definitely not invited to the party anymore. Clearly he's not going to bring his own stuff. No. So Third and six. As a direct snap trying to get into Connor McCain's hands to his right hip would be Zach Kretschmer. Michael Good working off the right tight end. Dylan Wainer wide to the right. Third down and six now for the Lakers. This is their first third down they're facing tonight. And now we have a timeout called by the Lakers. Their first of the first half, 7.38 left in the second quarter. It's Bad X 14, Lakers 7 on the W at LW Sports Network. Fourteen to seven, Lakers facing a third down and six from their own eleven yard line. Rain falling here in the second quarter. Fourteen to seven, Bad X by seven. Direct snap to Connor McCain, and he doesn't get very far all the way out to the fifteen and a half yard line. He'll be shy of that first down marker by about three yards. Third down conversion, no good. Facing a fourth down three deep in their own territory at their own 15-yard line. And this is tough because this is all set up by that special teams miscue. And now uh, with this, with this. This scenario, it, it's tough. You have to convert first downs back here. And they're lining up at least for the moment going for it. They have a receiver wide each way. Fourth down and three. Seven minutes left here in the second quarter. Looking to the sideline. Now Logan Carlson Russell steps back, awaiting the punt. And this one's nearly blocked. It goes right into the wind, right into that rain. Bounces at the 
Lakers 48 rolls into Bannock's territory down at the 49-yard line. A 36-yard punt for Logan Carlson wrestling the Lakers. Tries to flip the field, but it's a 51-yard field in front of him for the Bannacks. Hatches leading by 7 points, 14-7. to seven. And that's a pretty good punt. Uh, even Bannacks is at the point where we're not going to take any chances in the rain. They're not going to kick it all that far. Midfield was about as good as you're going to do in that scenario. So a shorter field for Bannacks they're very comfortable with. And they were not going to get beat by a fake. It's a terrible time to try it. Very high risk. Lakers does not go for it. They punt it away. It's the right thing to do, but they're going to have to ask their defense to do what a lot of defense have not been able to do this year and come up with a stop. So Bad X doesn't go up by two scores. First and 10 from the 48-yard line in their own territory. A handoff to, looks like, is that number seven, Griffin Meinhold by chance? Yes, it, yes is. it is. And he gets out for about two yards. Tackle made by Lake Bad X, or Lakers 45, Colton Oyervita's linebacker. They're getting him three yards out to the 48-yard line of Laker territory, second down and seven. Yeah, it's Colton Oyevitas, though, starting to really find himself locked into the Bad Axe offense, making a ton of tackles. That time not fooled by the trickery, the deceptiveness, as Griffin Meinhold comes back towards us here, towards the right side of the field, cuts right into Colton Oyevitas and can't make a miss. Three-yard gain for Bad Axe. Receiver wide each way. Locking back to the left, working off the right hash, and it's a direct snap to Evan Schenk coming around the left end, and white jerseys ref him down in the backfield, and they're going to bring him down for a two-yard loss. Tackle made by Zach Kretschmer, outside linebacker for the Lakers. A loss of two on the play. They're going to mark him down at the 50-yard line, third down and nine. Yeah, Evan Schenk has had uh, some pretty good carries tonight, but... They like when he goes north and south. They don't want him kicking it to the outside all the time. And when he decides, I think he almost predicted it ahead of time. He kicked outside intentionally, and there were three white jerseys there. All the, the bad axe blockers were in the hole trying to set up the hole that he normally attacks. He goes outside, and he gets no gain. He probably lost a yard on that play. Nowhere to go. Nice job by the Lakers front four. Third and nine for the bad axe hatchets on the night. They're two for two on third down conversions. They have six first downs. Before this drive started, they had the ball for 9 minutes and 52 seconds. 5-16 left here in the second quarter. Bad Axe now shifting at the line. Switching sides. Single wing to the left, working off the left hash. Left right across your radio. Direct snap to Jake McPhee, trying to find something there. And just on pure iron, he gets out to the 46-yard line. A gain of 4 on the play. Going to mark him down at the 47, so for just a 3-yard gain. Fourth down and six, leading the charge for the Lakers was number 20, Logan Galson Russell. I don't necessarily love that play. I don't I, I, you, you got a lot of speed threats that can attack the outside. We really haven't seen Keaton Brown go to the outside at all. Uh, if it has been, it's been Evan, it's been, uh, Evan Shank. And direct snap it to your fullback going straight ahead. I love that call on, on third down and four. But uh, on third down and nine, they get almost half. And I think in Laker territory with your defense just coming up with a big stop. I'm going for it here. I, I, I know my defense has been good, but I trust my offense even more in this home field. I'd like to see what uh, this offense can do. Roll out to the right, maybe a, an RPO-type play where Keaton Brown makes the decision of keeping it or throwing it. Facing a fourth down, five to go. And we have a timeout called by Cal Pokley and the Hatches with 4-10 remaining in the second quarter. It's a one-possession ball game. Bad Axe 14, Lakers 7, but the Hatchets facing a fourth and five at the Laker 46-yard line right here on the WLW Sports Network.
Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Badex goes for it on a fourth and five, and they convert. Hand off to Griffin Meindl, and he is finally forced out of bounds at the 36-yard line, 37-yard line. So they have the first down by plenty of yards. Move the chains, converting on fourth down. Badax still, still in play here. Uh, I love it. And they, they go for it on fourth and six, and they do what we thought they would do on third down. They attack the outside with their speed. They, they run the offense to the right. They send Meinhold the opposite way to the left, attack the weak side from that right tight end position. When he gets around the edge, it's a sprint, and that first down comes very easy there for the hatchets and a reset of the downs. Reverse to the near sideline, and he is brought down to the backfield. That's Griffin Meinhold brought down by Tyson Steinman, who got into the backfield. That's his second tackle for a loss this evening. This time, loss of four on the play, all the way back to the 41-yard line. As before that play had anywhere to go, Lakers was bringing them down for a loss. And they're starting to blitz those defensive backs. That's where Steinman's coming from. He blitzes the gap. The bad X on offense runs the exact same play, just the other direction. They run to the left. They take Meinhold, who's stationed on the left at tight end, the opposite direction. He goes to the right. They slide the handoff to him. And as soon as he gets the ball, Steinman takes him out low, and it's a big loss on first down. That's an absolutely necessary now for the Lakers. Here, this is their best opportunity to get off the field on defense. Keaton Brown with Evan Schenk to his left in front of them would be Jake McPhee. It's a direct snap to Evan Schenk, and he's down inside the trenches all the way down to the 36-yard line for a five-yard gain. Tackle made by Lakers 48, Nick Radomski. He's a defensive lineman senior for the squad. Third down and nine from the 36 of Lakers. And that's what they want Evan Schenk to do. Find the gaps and push that pile ahead. Utilize that big, tall, lanky body and run guys over. So, yes, they lose yardage on first down. They get a good chunk of it back on second down. Third down and nine sounds like a tough scenario, but when you're all the way down to the about the 36-yard line of your opponent, this is four-down territory. So they're, they don't need the home run 10-yard completion. They need another good run here of another five, maybe six yards, and make fourth down very manageable. Single wing to pass down to Keaton Brown to the far sideline. This one is batted down at the 25-yard line. This was a little underthrown. Got into the rain deflection by Lakers' Logan Collison Russell. Pass was intended for number 40, Devin Howard, or number 44, Devin Howard, it looks like. Incomplete, fourth down and nine. I don't mind the throw. I don't mind the play call there. Everybody's covered. Great job by Lakers. They take away the running lane of Keaton Brown, which then forces Keaton to throw the ball. And in both of those scenarios, both receivers are covered. One on the left, one on the right. The problem is he throws a jump ball to Devin Howard, one of his shortest receivers. If that Now, if that was a guy like McPhee or somebody a little bit taller, they'd probably go up and win that jump ball scenario. But Devin Howard being the undersized guy, that ball falls. Falls harmlessly to the ground, deflected by the defensive back of the Lakers. And now fourth down and nine. It looks like for now, Baddock's going to go for it. From the Lakers 36-yard line, Brown back to pass, staying in the pocket, throwing downfield to the far sideline, has the receiver down there. It is caught at the 10-yard line, but they say he was out of bounds. Incomplete. Feet were not in, in play there. And they're going to say incomplete as both players trying to plead their case here. That was Griffin Meinhold on the far sideline, could not bring it in. 
Bad Axe can not convert on fourth down and turns the ball over on downs with 2.16 left in the second quarter. Oh, that's tough, Ray. A great throw and catch. They challenge the corner, but this time they challenge him with their playmaker. They challenge him with Griffin Meinhold. Griffin goes down the field, turns for the football. He turned a little early because then he had to backpedal, and I think that back foot touches the outside sideline out of bounds. It's too far away for us to tell, but he makes a heck of a catch. That's all we can see, and they rule him out of bounds, incompletion, and a big-time break for Lakers as they get off the field on defense now with two minutes, just over two minutes to go in the half and an outside chance to tie this game. As the Sticks are still trying to get in position here, now they're marching right to left across your radio are the white-clad jerseys of the Elton Pigeon Vapor Lakers. Pink socks, their traditional green helmets with a wheeled L on both sides. As Zach Kretschmer looks to the sideline, as well as Connor McCain for the play call. In the backfield would be Zach Kretschmer. To his left would be Connor McCain. Man in motion, Michael Good to the far sideline. 2.16 left in the second quarter. 14-7, Bad Axe leading the Lakers. Lakers back in offense, just forcing a turnover on downs in their own territory. Lakers looking to the sideline for the play call from Dave Lavasser. And there's the direct snap to Connor McCain. Back to pass, down to the far sideline to Dylan Wainer. This one is into the hands, but a little underthrown. And Dylan Wainer coming up a little bit gingerly at the 35-yard line. Griffin Meinhold in coverage. Incomplete, second down and 10. Nice pass. Dylan Wainer going up for it. Ball wasn't there. But uh, in great and even better position was Griffin Meinhold. He's significantly undersized. But again, I mentioned earlier, he's a playmaker. He is a ball hawk. He wants to go up for the football. He challenges Wainer. Cuts him off, stays inside of him, looks for the football. So nothing else matters. The contact doesn't matter, nothing. They're both allowed to make a play on the football. And I thought Griffin Meinhold made a better play on the ball. And Wainer did a nice job of making sure that ball wasn't picked off. Now they're saying two wide to the right. That would be Dylan Wainer and Michael Good as they look to the sideline once again. In the backfield would be Connor McCain, Zach Kretschmer facing a second and ten from their own 35-yard line. First down markers at the 45, still in Laker territory. Direct snap to Connor McCain. He's going to keep it for himself, and he is absolutely demolished in the backfield. Back of the 32-yard line. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was Jake McPhee on the stop. And that's that's exactly who it was, and we've been kind of asking for him. This Lakers' deep offense went right down the field on Bad Axe's defense the first series, and there was one guy we never called his name. He's the most important player on defense. That's Jake McPhee. He holds the middle of the ground, middle of the defense, middle linebacker. He's usually right up behind the defensive tackle, trying to read the gap. That time, he absolutely reads the gap. And Connor, he introduced himself quite politely to Connor McCain. Third down, 14 yards to go. They need to get to the 45-yard line. They're at their own 31. Back to pass to the near sideline to Count Logan Carlson Russell. It is brought in at midfield. He's into Bedex territory, down to the 25, to the 15. No one in front of him. Touchdown, Lakers. Logan Carlson Russell connects from the pass from Connor McCain from the 32-yard line into the end zone, a 68-yard strike. And we have a one-point ball game once again. It is Bad X 14, Lakers 13 with a PAT upcoming. A huge catch from Logan Carlson Russell from Connor McKay. That's exactly the same pass play that they beat Bad X with in the first quarter. And Logan Collison Russell plays that tight end position. That's where he lines up, similar to Griffin Meinhold, the Bad X. And he slips down the backfield at 24 for Bad X is Drayden Romas. He absolutely bites on the on the play action, he takes a step forward, and when Logan Collison Russell blows right by him, Drayden Romas is in re is in uh, uh, trying to catch up mode, 
and it's way too late. Connor McCain throws a ball up in the air, allows his running receiver slash running back to get under the ball, catch it in stride, and goes virtually untouched the rest of the way. Blown coverage by Badex. Lakers with a great throw and catch. PAT is good from Manigat. We are tied at 14 apiece with 116 left in the second quarter. It's Badex 14. Lakers ties it up with 14 as well right here on the WLW Sports Network. Well, not many people expected it, but it's so far a close game. 14-all with a minute 16 before the half is over. Lakers ties it up. But it's the way we prefer it. We know this Lakers team is talented. They haven't put it all together. And so far, they put together a really good half of football so far. Manigat's cut comes down to the 18-yard line, brought in by number 44, Devin Howard. He gets all the way out to the 31-yard line before he is upended. White jerseys falling all over the place in this rain. Tackle made by number 62 on special teams, Peyton Kinney. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets with their own 31-yard line left to right across the radio. Tie ball game, 14 apiece with the Elton Pigeon Bay Four Lakers. Yeah, to put it in perspective here, we, we have a, a buck 10 left to go in this half, 14 apiece. Uh, both teams have scored on two out of three drives, and Bad Axe with a couple timeouts here has an opportunity to stretch the field knowing they have timeouts if they want to. be interesting to see how aggressive Coach Pokley and company is to try to get in scoring position or field goal range for Griffin Meinhold. Direct snap to Devin Howard. He tries to find a seam. He does. He gets out to the 35-yard line for a four-yard gain. The holes were collapsing very quickly there before Luke Brown brought him down for the tackle after a four-yard gain. Second down and six from the 35. Less than a minute to play here in the first half. you got to be very careful with different guys taking the snaps. That's the first snap that Devin Howard has received from the center, and that ball hit the turf. It was a little low. It bounced off his hands, hits the turf, but he's able to pick it up, and that gap is still there and plow ahead for a good four yards on first down. Blake Tulaski now to the left of Keaton Braun, and Brown gets the snap. He keeps it for himself, and a white jersey stretches his jersey all the way back to the 33-yard line. They say Ford Progress had him stopped at the 36-yard line. That was big man 76, Luke Braun on the stop defensive end. Six foot four, 270-pound junior. Not going to get away from him. And it doesn't look like Bad Axe is in any hurry at all with a couple timeouts in their pockets. They are satisfied with this game being just the way it started. 14 apiece as we roll under 10 seconds to go in the half. Bad Axe looks like they're going to try and run one more play. There's the snap. Direct snap to Blake Tulaski, or Devin Howard, the ball pops loose. It's brought into the 40-yard line. No harm, no foul there, as that will bring an end to the first half. Anyway, the Laker faithful are pumped, and all momentum on their side as they tie this ball game with, after 24 minutes of play, it is 14 apiece between the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers and the Bad Axe Hatchets right here on the WLW Sports Network. After two quarters, we're tied at 14 apiece. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We played two quarters, and now we listen in to the Bad Axe Marching Band on the field with their Hits from the 80s playlist for their halftime marching show. Right here on the WLW Sports Network on a wet and rainy night in week number eight.
listening to the WLW Sports Network. I want to dance with somebody. More likely, they just want to stand under an umbrella with somebody. With 240 left, left here about five minutes before the second half kicks off. We're going to take a short break and we'll return. We'll have all of your halftime stats here on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services at the half. It is 14-all between the Elmton Pigeon Bayport Lakers and the Bad X Hatchets. Right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Sports Network at the half. It's a 14-all ball game between the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers and the Bad Axe Hatchets. With the Bad Axe win, they win the title outright. With the Lakers win, it's a three-way tie. Dave Hanson, how would you tell us how we got to this 14-14 ball game? Well, we started as a tie and we finished as a tie. Two first-quarter touchdowns started with the Bad Axe Hatchets. They won the toss, go right down the field, and Evan Shank powers it in from four yards away. Meinhold adds the extra point, and Bad Axe takes the lead 7-0, but Lakers would respond on the ensuing drive. Connor McCain would score on a seven-yard keeper. The extra point is also good. And at the half, or at the end of the first quarter, still tied seven apiece. Bad X, though, in the second quarter. Keaton Brown hits Devin Howard on a three-yard touchdown pass. Meinhold connects on the extra point. Bad X retakes the lead, 14-7. But just before the half, with a minute to go, Connor McCain hits Logan Collison Russell on a 68-yard touchdown pass. The extra point is good. And here we are at halftime right where we started, all tied up, this time at 14 apiece. Lakers with 141 yards on the night for 15 plays. Badax with 169 yards on 28 plays. Badax has run 13 more plays in the night, but 28 yards only to show for it additional over the Lakers. Bad Axe with 24 carries, 126 yards and one score. They're averaging five yards per carry. Passing the ball, they are two for four through the air for 43 yards and a score, averaging 21 yards per completion. For the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, 15 plays, 141 yards, 11 carries, 40 yards and a score. And the passing game, three completions for four, or three completions on four attempts for 101 yards, one score as well. Leading the rushing attack for the Lakers, Connor McCain, seven carries, 21 yards in this touchdown. Zach Kretschmer, four carries, 19 yards on the night. For the Bad Axe rushing game, Griffin Meinhold leads the way with five carries, 61 yards. Evan Schenk, nine carries, 44 yards and a score. Keaton Brown, eight carries, 14 yards. Devin Howard, one carry for four. And Jake McPhee, one for three yards. Through the air, Keaton Brown, two for four for a touchdown in 43 yards. Bringing those in, Griffin Meinhold, one reception for 40 yards. Devin Howard, the reception for the touchdown for three yards. Lakers through the air, three for four for 101 yards and a score. Logan Carlson Russell, three receptions, 101 yards in all, one touchdown. On the defensive side of things, Jake McPhee leading for the Bad Axe defense with four, including one tackle for a loss and one tip pass, no tip passes. Keaton Brown, two tackles. Devin Howard, two tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Evan Schenk, one tackle. And Jack Hollingsworth, one tackle for a loss. Peyton Kinney leading the tackling for the Lakers with six. Luke Brown, 
and Michael Good with four and three apiece. Colton Orvidez with three, and Tyson Steinman with two tackles for a loss. A uh, pretty clean game. We had no turnovers, very few penalties, but looking at the, the difference in this game, we're seeing bigger plays by the road team. We're seeing Lakers with the big playability. Three for four passing for 100 yards stands out to me. And maybe the underrated stat for Lakers is the fact that their two ball carriers are averaging almost over. One's averaging three and the other's averaging almost five yards per carry. And what that does, that's the element that we thought would be missing without without Wisner carrying the football. But McCain has had some crucial runs. Kretschmer has had a couple little bit bigger runs. And then all of a sudden you see Badax lean in to help stop the run. And what happens? Drayden Romas gets beat. Logan Collison Russell wide open running down the middle of the field. Any one of us could see that guy open. Any one of us could have made that throw. The difference is McCain hit him on the run, and that allowed a 68-yard touchdown. On the other side of the field, the leading rusher for Badax, eight carries. 14 yards. They've eliminated him from this game. He's made a couple big passes, which has helped keep Badax on the field. But uh, I'm not sure where this offense is going to go, but a dead even game. But I'll be honest with you, I think Lakers won that first half. I know they were underdogs, but they look better. The bigger plays on defense, they were forcing Badax to use all three and all four downs to get those first downs. Made it tough on them. And this is as tough a game as Badax has been in all year, and rightfully so. One of their arch rivals, the Lakers, bringing them the trouble here on their home field. Griffin Meinhold's kick comes in at about the 15 to 13 yard line, bounces down to the eight yard line before it's scooped up by Jaden Nugent. He cuts back into the middle of the field and he's upended at about the 17 yard line for a seven or eight yard return for the Lakers. Of course, Badax won this toss to begin this game, elected to receive, setting this up for this first drive for the Lakers in this second half. Tackle made by number 44, Devin Howard for the Hatchets. And that's why we question it. A lot of teams like to take the ball in the second half because in a scenario like this, if you can take the ball in the second half and go down and score, momentum is on your side for the more important half. Badax, it worked for them. They went down and scored, but Lakers got the last laugh as they scored before the half, and now they get their first chance to take their first lead of the evening. First and 10 from their own 19-yard line. The Lakers on offense tied at 14 apiece, and it's a direct snap to, that would be Zach Kretschmer. He's leading the charge, and his pink jerseys bring him down to the 25-yard line of Badax. Brought down by Jake McPhee leading the charge on a tackling after a six-yard gain, though. Second down and four, upcoming for the Elkton Pigeon Bay Four Lakers. Yeah, Jake McPhee makes a tackle, but he tackles him forward. They, they get behind him. He's got to turn around, recover, and make the tackle, but a very patient, slow-developing run. He fouls his blockers, kind of hides behind him, and then... Those blockers win in the trenches, push ahead, and Kretschmer stays behind him and falls forward for a nice five-yard gain on first down. Lakers putting McCain out in the slot. It's a direct snap to Logan Carlson. Russell gets across the first line, across the 25, and finally brought down at the 26 for a hard-fought two-yard gain. Tackle made by Hayden Miles, defensive tackle for the Hatchets. Third down and four, third down and manageable for the Lakers at their own 26. Nice recovery by the Bad X defense there. They don't allow Logan Collison Russell to get anywhere. Uh, you give them two yards there, that's quite generous. Not much running room there. And now all of a sudden, third down and approximately five now for Lakers deep in their own territory. Very important play to start this half in a tie ball game. 14 to 14, 10 40 left here in the third quarter. Lakers on offense, two wide to the right, one to the left. Man on either side of Connor McCain in the backfield. Man in motion, that's Colton Oyervitez. He looks upfield. Connor McCain throws and brought in by Dylan Wayner at the 34-yard line. He's tripped up as soon as he brought that down. It looks like he may be a little hurt coming up. 
Jake McPhee on the stop for the tackle from the 26 out to the 34. An eight-yard gain converts on third downs, move the chain for the Lakers. And that's a throw that they can get anytime. There's most of the time for Bad X, there's no deep safety. Meinhold is in charge of Wainer one-on-one. Wainer runs right at him, plants his right foot, and cuts right to the middle of the field. The throw is high, and that's what you do not want to do because linebackers can then just completely spear you in the air. You have no defense, and that's exactly what happened. As Meinhold tries to strip the ball away, and McPhee absolutely puts him on the ground. Hence the reason Wainer got up slow there. Ten minutes left in the third. Two wide to left now. McCain in motion to the far sideline. Two men in the backfield on either side of Kretschmer. It's a direct snap to Logan Carlson Russell again. He is upended after about a three-yard gain out to the 43-yard line. Leading the charge was Griffin Meinhold. Listed as a cornerback, but is a 16-17 Jack Hollingsworth outside linebacker for the Hatchets. Second down and seven, maybe six. second down and six. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he's out in coverage with yes. Wayne or the yes. rest of the game. So we'll, we'll add a number to that. We'll take uh, Hollingsworth there up the middle. Makes that stop, but tough yardage there by the Lakers. Getting that three yards on first down in a scenario where they're out there best running back, they got to kind of change their game plan. They like to spread you out and then allow Wisner to work against you. He's out. That knee is all banged up. He can't play tonight, so they have to change their game plan. You see him tighten it up a little bit. Only one and two wide receiver sets, and they're attacking this bad X defense, getting two, three, four-yard chunks at a time. Colton Orvita's in motion. It's a screen out to him in the flats, and he has positive yards, and it takes three blue jerseys to bring him down at the 39-yard line for a two-yard gain. Third down and five now for the Lakers. They can, the Hollingsworth on the tangle for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Third and five for the Lakers. And you see Oyevitas, he's kind of on the end there, and he just slides out to the sideline. He's the safety valve. If McCain doesn't like what he sees downfield, his job is to check it down to Oyevitas, and he makes the catch, and it takes multiple Bad Axe defenders, but there are multiple defenders in the area that chop him down for a short gain. And now here we go again. Third down and five in your own territory. Can the home team get off the field, or does Lakers find a way to get yet another first down? Lakers drive approaching four minutes in a tie ball game, 14 apiece. McCain throws downfield into the right between the hash marks to Logan Carlson Russell. He could not locate the ball, and it falls incomplete. Lake Tulaski in coverage there. Incomplete on third down, fourth and five in their own territory at their own 39. And you notice Blake Tulaski's job, keep an eye on Logan Collison Russell, and he does. Uh, like a shadow, he's right on top of him. And uh, for some reason, Collison Russell changed his route. He did not go down the field like McCain thought he would, so when he let it go, Collison Russell pulled up because he was covered. Didn't expect the ball to come to him. That's a mistake because McCain throws it down the center of the field, and it falls harmlessly incomplete. Great pass coverage there by Bad X. Notice the double team on Wainer that time. Lakers looking to the sideline, more than likely going to be a punt here at their own 39. Carlson Russell between the two running backs as he now steps back to their own 30-yard line away in the long snap. A little bit off kilter, and this one is out and about, but it bounces at the 36-yard line, takes a Laker bounce inside, and Badax jumps on it at the 28-yard line. Not the greatest-looking punt, but it does the distance and does does the job. A 33-yard punt from Logan Carlson Russell puts the Bad Axe Hatchets at their own 29-yard line. First and 10, left right across the radio, as this is a tie ball game with 8.07 remaining in the third quarter. We were talking about the advantage of Lakers getting the ball first. This is the disadvantage. The Bad Axe defense, that number one defense that hasn't given up more than a touchdown in a game since, oh, I don't know, way back in August it feels like now. 
has given up two already in the first half. They answer the bell, make the adjustments, get off the field on third down and five. And uh, I'm not sure what uh, Hollinsworth was doing there, jumping on that ball. Should have just let it go and let it die. But nonetheless, he stops the ball. The Bad X defense makes a stop. And now somewhere on their own 30-yard line approximately, the Bad X offense comes on the field with a chance to retake the lead. It's a direct snap, looks like to Keaton Brown. Gets out to the 31-yard line, a gain of two on the play. Second down and eight upcoming on the bottom of that pile would be number seven. Connor McCain on the stop, second down and eight. Trying to get Keaton Brown involved, trying to get him in the running game, getting him going, kind of expediting this offense, get it jump-started. No luck there. He's able to fight for one, maybe two yards at the most as he goes straight ahead following all those blockers. But the Lakers do a great job bottling up that hole. Nowhere to go. Second down and eight for Badax. Badax with Shank and Brown in the backfield. A direct snap to Brown. He cuts up in between the tackles, and he gets out for maybe two yards out to the 34-yard line. Sets up a third down and six upcoming here. Out of the bottom of the pile would be number 48 for the Lakers, Nick Radomski. 7.09 remains of the third. Tie ball game, 14 apiece. Same play. They just run to the opposite side. Direct snap to Keaton Brown. He follows those guys through the hole. There isn't one. He's got to push the pile ahead, get a couple yards, and now third down and sixth coming up. Lakers defense doing an excellent job. Can they do it one more time and force Bad X to punt tonight? Bad X facing their first third down in this half. The first half, they were two for five only. On third downs for 40%, one for two on fourth downs. Facing a third and six from their own 34-yard line. Single wing to the left, Hollingsworth wide left, and it's gonna be a keeper, and he gets out for no gain on that play at all. Running back for the Banax Hatchets goes absolutely nowhere. Couldn't even get a number off that one. I think it was Tulaski. Yes, it was. Blake Tulaski on the bottom of that pile for no gain. Now a fourth down and six deep in their own territory. They put Blake Tulaski in in, in Keaton Brown's spot, but they run the same play to the left, and instead of pushing it straight ahead, Blake Tulaski tries to kick it to the outside since there was nothing there, and he finds even more white jerseys. No gain on the play, and now in your own territory, your own 39-yard line, fourth down and six. I think Lakers defense answered the call, and Badak's going to have to pump this ball away. So it's going to be a three and out. Or Banax to start this second half as they're facing a fourth and six from their own 34-yard line. Good punt from Griffin Meinhold. No one deep back for the Lakers. Er, takes a huge Banax bounce inside the 30 and comes the rest of the 26-yard line. So a nice punt there from Banax. Flips the fields. A 38-yard punt from Griffin Meinhold down by Hollingsworth. So Lakers will start out their own drive at their own 26-yard line, but it's still a 14-14 ball game. Rain still coming down a little lighter now with 5.32 left in the third quarter. Right, but damage done. The field's already soaked. The, the, you're still, everybody is completely drenched. Doesn't matter. These defenses all of a sudden making those proper adjustments at halftime, stopping the run game. Lakers selling out completely, taking away that power running scheme of Bad X, allowing two yards, two yards, and on third down, they gamble again that they won't throw the football. Bad X doesn't. Bottled up for no gain, has to punt it away on a quick three and out. And so after back-to-back -back punts, Lakers now comes back on the field again with a chance to take their first lead of the game. The Hatchets now just two for six on third down. Connor McCain, I'm looking to find some any sort of yard there, and he goes absolutely nowhere as he lost his footing at the last second there. Brought down at the 26-yard line really by his own self, but really Austin Vollmer is going to get the tackle credit there 
Second down, 10 to go. Yeah, he slipped and fell right in front of Austin Vollmering and Blake Talaski. So whether he slipped or not, it wasn't going to matter. Well, those got one of those two were going to take him down for a loss of one on the play. Second down and 11 now for Lakers as we roll under five minutes to go in the third quarter. Still 14 to 14, the same score we had at halftime. Lakers last scored with a minute 16 left in the second quarter. Nothing since. Lakers punted on their first drive of the third quarter. Badax a three and out punt. And now Lakers back in offense. Second and 11, throwing downfield. This one's overthrown. But Michael Good brings it in at midfield. It hit the wind and it came right into the hands of Michael Good. It is complete. Coverage from number three, Logan Miles. And Michael Good brings it in in the Badax 49 yard line, a 20, 24 yard reception. It looked overthrown, but it didn't have the horsepower on it, we thought. He lofted it up in the air, had nice touch, and that's what you want to do. Michael Good, just like Wayner does on the other side, has at least a six-inch height advantage on the defender. And that time, uh, Logan Miles does all he could to hand-check and battle. But when Michael Good goes up to get it at its height, there's no chance. It's an easy completion. Back to pass, and Connor McCain is going to be ripped down way back at the 42-yard line. A huge sack. Leading the way, looks like that was number 50 or number 44. Devin Howard brings him down for the six-yard loss, maybe even the seven-yard loss. He's back at the 49 of the Bananas territory now at the Laker 44. Second down and 17, a huge hit. Austin Vollmering in the area also, but it was a double move. They liked Michael Good the first time. They were going back to him. You see McCain pump fake. Michael Good showed that same post route and then went right down the sideline and was a step ahead of Miles again, but uh, not enough time as the pocket breaks down. Back to pass to the safety valve to Logan Carlson-Russell in the backfield, and he's going to be brought down just after a two-yard gain out to the 46-yard line. As the pink jerseys of Badax swarm to the ball, Devin Howard on the stop again. That's his second straight tackle. Just this time after a two-yard gain, third down and 15 to go. Badax blitzes Devin Howard. They blitz correctly. They guess the double route. That gives Howard plenty of time to make the sack on first down. So on second down, Lakers is suspicious of a blitz again, and they get it right. But the screen pass was almost too obvious. Badax all over it, no gain on the play. Third down and very long now for Lakers. Connor McCain in the shotgun has off his left hip Zach Kretschmer. Dylan Wainer now in the slot on the left side. The receiver Michael Goodhear against a much shorter Blake Tlaski. Yeah, but they got Miles in there double for coverage. double coverage because, look, both of these playmakers are on the same side of the field. McCain staying in the pocket, looking downfield to pass as the rain subsides here and throwing to the middle of the field to Dylan Wainer. It's caught at the 25-yard line, and he's brought down at the 23. A huge reception from Connor McCain into the hands of Dylan Wainer doing those receiver-type things. A 20-31. There's Dylan Wainer on the reception. A 31 yards. Keaton Brown makes the tackle in the secondary. He plays deep safety, and he gets burned on the play. They, they have uh, number three, Miles, in double coverage over here on Michael Good with Blake Delasky, and they have one-on-one -on -one coverage with Wayner, but in the middle of the field is Keaton Brown, and that is a post route from the slot. And when he cuts and goes to the middle of the field, Keaton Brown allows him to go right by him, and that's where the throw goes to the right side of the field. That's how far Wainer had to cut across, and he's wide open, and Keaton Brown has to bring him down from behind to save a touchdown. A 28-yard reception on that from Dylan Wainer. We have a whistle and a flag, and this is going to be false start against the Lakers. So instead of a first and 10 from the 22, it'll be a first and 10 from the 27. As looks like the official forgot that he has a microphone on. I think he's trying to get out of it at I this think point. So. It's too wet. 
But I've got to go back to that last play. Connor McCain makes an excellent throw, but Badex had the perfect coverage. They had both guys in subtle double coverage, but uh, I'd like to see my quarterback, my defensive back, make a little more aggressive play on that football instead of allowing that receiver to go right by him. The ball goes in the air, and now he's a step behind, and that makes becomes an easy throw and catch and a big play on third and 15 for Lakers to get a first down. McCain under center. It's a pitch out to Kretschmer coming around the left side to the near sideline. He breaks out one tackle. He's down to the 10 to the 5. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Zach Kretschmer and the Lakers from 27 yards out. Lakers takes their first lead of the night. It is now Lakers 20, Bad X 14 with a minute 53 left here in the third quarter. This Bad X crowd is stunned. Absolutely. I think we're all stunned, but we said in the halftime, Lakers looked like the better team. They were dominating the game. They had more yards on less plays. Their defense answered the call, stopping the run, and they get a, just a pitch to Kretschmer to the outside, and he shows some speed. And as Badax tried to dive and take him out, he was unable to do it, and then it's a sprint down the sideline, and there's not too many people in this area that's going to run down Kretschmer. Going for the PAT from Managet. It is up. It is good. It's a seven-point lead for the Elgin Pigeon Bayport Leakers. 21-14 with a minute 53 left in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Agar Valley Services. Twenty-one to fourteen, Lakers lead to the first time tonight after a seventy-four-yard drive, three thirty-nine off the clock. As the kick comes into Griffin, mind holdings out to the twenty-nine-yard line, still on his feet remarkably, and he's tackled out of bounds by Lakers twenty-one, Garrett Strahan. And so Lakers will have about a seventy-yard field to work with from their own thirty-yard line, left to right across your rating. Excuse me, the Badax Hatchets will. With a minute forty-four left in the third quarter, it's Lakers twenty-one, Badax fourteen. The Hatchets on offense. To the foul, late hit out of bounds, 15-yard penalty. So that certainly helps things for the Bad Axe Hatches. Tack on 15 yards from the 30-yard line to the 45-yard line, first and 10. I just had mentioned that it was such a clean game. We haven't seen really much going on, but that's a big penalty. Your team just scored. Heavy underdogs just took the lead, and then you give a high-powered offense that's been struggling a free 15 yards. That's a mistake. Now the ball almost out towards midfield for Bad Axe to start this drive, and with fourth quarter looming here, just a minute 44 to go before we start that fourth quarter, this might this is a very important drive for the Badax offense. So now it's a 55-yard field in front of them for the Badax hatches. Single wing to the right, working off that left hash. First and 10 from their own 45, trailing by seven points. 21-14, Lakers leading. Keaton Brown on the keeper for himself. Has Lee Blackard, breaks out his first tackle through the trenches across midfield and wrapped up by a shoelace at the 49-yard line of Lakers. That would be number 17, Jaden Nugent, saving... What could have been a touchdown there for Keaton Brown? Instead, it's a second down and four from the Laker 49. And that's kind of waiting for. Lakers is bottling up the middle. They are daring Bad X to go to the outside, and I have no idea why they haven't. Keaton Brown attacks the middle, and as soon as he gets a chance, he cuts to the outside and a lot of room to run. And if it wasn't for a shoestring tackle by Jaden Nugent, it would have been a much bigger game for Bad X. A little slippery out there. We just had the umpire take a spill right at midfield. He's got a cold backside there. Second down and four for the Bad Axe Hatchets at the Laker 49. 
Single wing to the left, and it's a direct snap to Evan Shank. He drags white jerseys with him right to that first down marker at the 45. They say move the chains first in 10 upcoming for the Bad Axe Hatches. That's their first first down of this second half. Tackle made by Lakers' Peyton Kinney, defensive end and a senior. First and 10 from the Laker 45. And with one minute to go in the third quarter, that is not a good sign for your offense, but it is a sign of how well this Lakers defense has played tonight through three quarters, holding a very top-scoring offense to just 14 points and a seven-point lead, but Badax threatening here as they're trying to tie this game back up. First and 10 from the Laker 45. Lakers with the ball for 15 minutes and 50 seconds. The Badax before this drive started, 18-17. Lakers with seven first downs. Badax with seven first downs as well. Direct snap. Keaton Brown back to pass, throwing downfield into dump coverage, and it's intercepted at the 21-yard line. That's number 10 for the Lakers. Jay Sears, the sophomore, or the junior, the junior brings it in at the 21, and it's going to be the first turnover of this ball game. And the Lakers with the lead, a seven-point lead, now with momentum on their side, and the ball back at their own 21. Oh, there's got to be miscommunication because when that ball was thrown, Meinhold was wide open, but guess what? Sears is covering number 24, Jaden Romas, and the receivers were in the same area. So number 10 is able to leave his defender, come off and cut that pass down because the receivers were running a route right next to each other. So two receivers in the area for Bad X, one defensive back for Lakers, and he's able to go up and elevate and take that ball away, and that's a big turnover with 33 seconds to go in the third quarter, already up seven for the Lakers. They mark the ball right at the 20-yard line. It's a snap under center to Connor McCain. They hand it off to Zach Kretschmer gets out for six yards down to the 26-yard line. Tackle made by Jake McPhee for the Bad Axe Hatchets with less than 25 seconds to go. That very well may have been the last play of this quarter, and it is indeed. After the end of the third quarter, the Lakers take the lead. They lead 21-14 over the Bad Axe Hatchets. The rain has stopped for the moment. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. After three, it's Lakers by seven, 21-14. End of the third quarter, it's 21-14. Lakers leading by seven points. Other area scores, Harbor Beach leads Marlette 16-8 at the end of the third quarter. And Dan Banke, even though he's not here tonight, he's still spotting for us, sending that score in for us all the way from northern Michigan. Second down and five upcoming for the Lakers after that interception at the end of at halftime. It's Ubley leading Brown City 49-0. And Cassidy leading Carroll 20-0 at halftime. Lakers. Now certainly not going to be in any hurry with a seven-point lead on their side with the ball at their own 25-yard line. Left right across your radio, man in motion. That would be Michael Good as they look to the sideline. Connor McCain has been under center as of late. And I agree with you. They're not going to be in any hurry, but they can't change their game plan. They can't be afraid to throw the football. It has worked tonight. Connor McCain's 8 of 10 through the air for a buck 65 and a touchdown. they got to continue to play their game. And Lakers hands it off, and this one goes absolutely nowhere. A loss of two on the play, in fact. And there's a white jersey somewhere on the bottom of that pile. I do believe that was Zach Kretschmer on the carry. Yes, it was. A loss of two. Tackle made by the Bad Axe Hatches, number 44, Devin Howard, for the tackle for a loss. Third down and six now for Bad Axe, and for Lakers. And that's what I'm getting at. Just because you have the lead, there's still 12 minutes to go in this game. There's a long time left. Don't settle for just... 
I have to run the ball to stop the or to keep the clock moving. Run your offense. Make this bad X team stop you. I'm looking at a mismatch down here. I see Wayner a one-on-one with Meinhold. A lot of room to throw the football if they need to. It's a sweep to the right side to Zach Kretschmer. He had the seam. He had the edge, but the Laker defenders find themselves in the bad X defenders find themselves in the backfield leading the way. Evan Shank brings him down for a three-yard loss. It's now going to be a fourth down and eight. After a good mark of the bound for a two-yard loss, fourth down and eight, cannot convert on third down, and bat- Lakers will have to punt this one away. They absolutely have to, and, and, and if I'm bad, X, I, I would try to slide somebody back a little bit, maybe try to get a return, but 11 minutes left, defense for bad X, the home team answers the call. Maybe they can ignite this home crowd who's been absolutely silent for the last hour as, again, Lakers fourth down and eight, seven-point lead, but almost certainly in their own territory, have to punt the ball here. No one deep back for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Logan Carlson Russell punts from his own 15-yard line, line of scrimmage at the 21, and it's a high punt to second base, and it comes in to rest at the Bad Axe 43-yard line. So Bad Axe will have favorable field position to start their drive again. A 35-yard punt when all is done from Logan Carlson Russell. Flip the field, first and ten for Badax, trailing by seven points, 10-37 remaining in regulation. It was a high punt, it wasn't a very good one, but when it landed about 20 yards later, it took a huge Laker bounce, bounced the other 15, and uh, job done. At least they, uh, Badax will have to start on their own side of the field, but uh, down seven, this Laker defense has a chance to really seal this game, get their offense back on the field, but uh, you, you got to know that this Bad X offense, they're going to have to do something different because running into the teeth of this defense has not worked in this quarter. Hollingsworth wide to the right, to reverse to the near sideline to Griffin Meinhold to the 45, has a lead blocker to midfield, cuts back into the middle of the field and he's brought down at the 48-47 yard line. Griffin Meinhold is tackle made by number 62 Peyton Kinney for the Lakers. He's been all over the field after an eight-yard game for Griffin Meinhold. Second down and two in Laker territory. And just what we were talking about, you can't run it up the middle every single time. This defense has been winning that battle in the middle, so they go right to the outside. They jet sweep back in the direction for Meinhold. Get him out in space, and he shows what he can do. He gets eight yards before he's touched. Second down and a, and a short two for Badex. So Badex's defense not only comes up with a stop, but they negate any sort of damage after that interception that gave Lakers the ball. It's a handoff to number seven, Griffin Meinhold. He goes absolutely nowhere on the direct snap. No gain in the play. There's white jersey number 74, as well as number 12, Michael Good on the stop for the Lakers. Third down and two from the Laker 48-yard line. No gain on the play. They try to direct snap it to Meinhold, and, and you can see he's getting a little better traction than Keaton Brown has in the backfield. So they stretch snap to Keaton Brown, let him dance, or, or excuse me, to Meinhold in the backfield, let him dance around a little bit, but he goes nowhere. If you're going to stay back there in that backfield, Lakers is going to get to you, and by the time he makes a move, he gets no gain. Direct snap to Griffin Meinhold on third and out and two, and he's met at the line and goes absolutely nowhere. Big man 76, Luke Braun, brings him down, hitting a brick wall quite literally. No gain in the play, fourth down and two. And it goes absolutely nowhere. This time, a little more definitive cut by Griffin Meinhold. No dancing, he plants that right foot, and he cuts right into the sky the size of a refrigerator. And that's Luke Brown. <laughs> it's an oversized six, refrigerator. 6'4", 270, and a junior. He runs into him and bounces backwards. No gain on the play for Badax, but this is go time. You're on their side of the field, fourth down and two. They're going to say a long one. Got to go for it. I got to trust my offensive line to win a battle here, get my best player of the football, and get me a yard and a half for a first down. In the backfield still is Devin Howard and Griffin Meinhold. Hinesworth wide to the right. 
Offsetting, blocking backs, and it's going to be a direct snap to Devin Howard on fourth and one. He has the first down, down to the 40, and forced out of bounds at the 34-yard line. They're going to mark him down to the 35. A 13-yard pickup for Devin Howard when he needed just one and a half yards, but we have a flag back at the 48-yard line. Actually, no, that's just a towel, a yellow towel. How <laughs> is, is, that even legal? is that even legal? That's poor planning. <laughs> Regardless, though, Bad X converts on fourth down, moves the chains into Laker territory deeper at the 35. They tried back-to-back -back runs with Meinhold right off the right guard into the teeth of that defense, and they were stopped twice. So on fourth down in a, in a short two, they allowed Devin Howard to go to the outside off tackle, and it's a nice gain for them. Look for them to continue to tack the edges here after that long run. Devin Howard with a little more room to run across the 30 and loses the Powell forward down to about the 30 excuse me, the 27-yard line, an eight-yard gain for Devin Howard. He had a lane, and he took it. Second down and two, tackle made by Zach Kretschmer for the Lakers. We're going to say second down and three based on the spot. Nice run there by Howard. He, ju he jumps to the left side. He goes in between the tackle and the guard, finding a little running room that time, but on the left side of the line, running away from Luke Brown, and they, uh, they're able to seal off Oyavitas and Kinney there in the middle, and he's able to slide ahead and get seven, maybe eight yards there on first down. Hollingsworth wide to the right in the backfield, Griffin Meinhold and Devin Howard. Single wing to the right, working off left hash, and Devin Howard, same play in this one. Lakers is there to stop him before the line to gain, but they're going to say forward progress has him all the way down to the 26-yard line. Tackle made by Lakers number seven, Connor McCain. Short of the first down, third down, and less than a yard to go. Devin Howard stops short of the first down marker. Yep, the exact same play to the exact same player, Devin Howard, but this time they don't. They are not fooled. McCain comes over. He kind of senses they're going to run it again, and he's the one that single-handedly fills up that hole and stops the forward momentum of the running back, and that allows guys like James McArdle and 62 Peyton McKinney or Kinney to kind of grab a hold and make sure that he does not get that first down for now. Devin Howard checks out. Keaton Brown checks back in in the backfield will be Brown and Shank. Collingsworth wide to the right, working off that left hash in Laker territory. 21-14, Lakers leading Badax. Badax on offense facing the third and one. Keaton Brown back to pass, throwing downfield. He has a receiver down there. It is brought into five. Touchdown, the Lakers. That's picked off. That's intercepted. Badax caught the football. We're going the other way. Badax was on offense. Badax scored, you're right. Badax, touchdown, Badax. From 25 yards out, but we have a flag back at the 8-yard line. Yeah, it didn't on. help that I said touchdown Lakers. Oh, you did see touchdown yeah. Lakers. Like, wait a, a second. Confusing. No, it doesn't. A little confusing there. Yep. They're still discussing what's going on here, Clark. Hold Pass. on a second. Pass was brought in by Blake Tulaski. As the officials now walking over to Cal Pokley to discuss what exactly is going on here. <laughs> Looks like it very well may be against... The Lakers. I think they're discussing whether he wants to take this penalty on the kickoff. But what a throw there, I believe, by Griffin Meinhold. It's Blake Tulaski as he slides behind the, the defender there. Wide open, makes a perfect throw on the money for that touchdown. Blake Tulaski brings it in. 25-yard catch. 6.44. Going for one here. Pass interference on the defense on a scoring play. By rule, the offense can take it on, force it on the kickoff or half the distance to the goal. So that's what we're going to do. 
So half the distance to the goal, they're going to take that penalty on the pass interference. So that tells me they're going to line up a go for two here as they're down one. And right. I stand corrected. As Keaton Brown was out most of that series, he, he checked in. in on that play. We did not see that. I thought it was seven. It was really 11 that made the throw. And it was on the money. Perfect throw as Blake Talaski hauls it in for a big touchdown. So now here's where it gets interesting, Clark. 6.44 to go in the game. The Bad Axe hatches the home team down one. They accept the penalty. And now... They go for the two-point conversion from half the distance away. We'll see how they line it up and go for it here on, on uh, for this two-point conversion. 21 to 20, Lakers leading by one point right now. Badax going for two. That's Jake McPhee in the backfield. Way in the snap, gets the ball, and it's going to be a scrum down to the goal line. I don't think he got it. He is short, stopped at the half-yard line. The two-point conversion fails, and Lakers remains on top with 6.44 remaining in the fourth quarter. It is Lakers 21, Bad Axe 20 as they handed it off to Jake McPhee on the direct snap, and he could not go, but now we have a downed Bad Axe player. It is time for a quick break. When we return, we'll have the remaining 6 minutes and 44 seconds left in this ball game. It's a one-point ball game, and the Greater Thumb Conference West Division is on the line right here on the WLW Sports Network. left in the fourth quarter. It's a one-point ball game, 21-20. Lakers, though, on top as Badex scores on a Keaton Brown 25-yard pass to Blake Tulaski. I think that's the first time we actually got that play call I, correct. I, I think so. I, I, for some reason, I fed off of you, and we got you. Oh, man, that was bad. This but, is what happens when Dan Benke leaves us. Yes, no more uh, no more uh, vacation days for him. But nonetheless, there we did see um, – Two-point conversion was no good. That was the end result. Co correct. We did see uh, Meinhold basically run the offense down the field. They found a little spark, and just when we least expected it, Keaton Brown checked into the game uh, and, and made a beautiful pass. Blake Talaski goes free down the sideline into the end zone for a touchdown, and they called pass interference on the play, and Bad Axe opted. They could have taken the penalty on the kickoff. Instead, they opted to get half the distance to the goal on the two-point conversion try. Badex lines it up with everybody on the line except Jake McPhee. It's a direct snap to him about four yards deep. He runs into a brick wall, and kudos to that Lakers defensive front. Couldn't allow more than a yard and didn't, and will keep the lead 21-20 over the home team hatchets with 6.44 to go as Badex now lines up to kick it off after that touchdown. Seven plays, 56 yards. Capped off with that 25-yard catch into Tulaski's hands. Bannex goes for the mid-range kick, comes into the 40-yard line, scooped up with ease by number 17 for the Lakers. Actually, number th three for the Lakers. Tyler Hill brought that in. First and 10, though, regardless, end result. Left right across the radio for the Lakers, leading by one point with 6.43 left in the fourth quarter. Dave Hansen, the craziest part about that drive from Bannex, that was their first third-down conversion since their very first drive tonight. Oh, that's that's hard to believe. Unless, I mean, that's that's really good as long as you don't come up the third down, right? So, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, no, it's been the Lakers' defense. They answering the call here in the second half, and now the offense comes on the field. They're going to definitely look here to get a couple first downs and milk a ton of clock now with 6.43 to go in this game, up one. 
It's a direct snap to Connor McKinney. He's going to try and get up the field, but he is met by blue jerseys all over the place, and they're going to say Ford Progress has him stopped originally you know at the original the line there. of scrimmage, and that was Jake McPhee and friends pushing him down for no chance of a gain of yards on that one. Second down and 10 from their own 40. Yeah, that's a great, great pursuit there on defense, and it starts with Jake McPhee and company. There were two other Badaxe defenders there to lay the hit on the back going absolutely nowhere no gain on the play and that was a must-have for the bad axe defense now second down at 10 gonna try and do it again halfway through this fourth quarter lakers 21 on offense bad axe 20 a one-point ball game as banks tried to go for a two-point conversion failed as they were at from the one yard line jake mcphee could not find the end zone 21 to 20 lakers by one point Lakers 3 for 6 on third downs. Bad X 3 for 8 for 38%. Also 2 for 4 on fourth. Back to pass. Connor McCain has to get rid of it. He is hit while this one's thrown. It's intercepted by Keaton Brown at the 48 of their own territory. Cuts up field. He's at the Laker 40. Goes to the far sideline. Tackle forward. Out to the 33-yard line. Finally brought down by James McCardle. And McCain's pass brought in by the opposite. Brought in by Bad X. Keaton Brown, and they will start on the plus side of the field at the Lakers 33-yard line with 5.34 left in the fourth quarter. The blitz got him again. Devin Howard comes free from that linebacker position and absolutely poor Zidane to Connor McCain, who lets the ball go, but he's hit as he lets it go. That ball flutters down the middle of the field and leave it to the opposing quarterback to be in the right position. Outstretched arms to pick that ball off and turn it into some instant offense is all of a sudden now Badax changing momentum comes back on the field at their own 38-yard line now with five and a half to go down one and a chance to retake the lead. Not only an interception but a 19-yard return after that for Keaton Brown. He's now in the quarterback. It's a handoff to Griffin Meinhold to the far sideline. Cuts back up at the hash mark, and he has positive yards down to inside the 30-yard line. Looks like he's brought down to the 29. 29 from the 34. A, uh, actually, from a five-yard gain, second down and five upcoming. Tackle made by the Lakers, number 45, Colton Orvidas from the linebacking core, second and five. Nice run there by Griffin Meinhold. He's been their best, uh, best back here today. Uh, Big run for him. Look for him to get more and more carries as this night goes on here late in the fourth quarter. Maybe some direct snaps, some handoffs, but he's been their most explosive. Nine carries, 74 yards. He's the leading rusher in this game for either team. 74 yards for Griffin Meinhold. Evan Schenk with 44 in the backfield. It's a direct snap to Schenk and Brown in the backfield, and they get out very close to that first down marker. As Evan Schenk gets down, Evan Schenk gets down for about a four-yard gain when they needed five on second and five. And we have another down, looks like just a little 23. Zach Kretschmer on the stop as everyone's slow to get up. That last Banax injured player was actually their lineman, Austin Vollmer. He seems to be okay and is actually back out onto the field. No, he's actually sitting down sitting here. Right yes. here, yep. He got hurt on that two-point conversion where everybody was on the line and it was an old-fashioned rugby attempt that failed for Badax, and he was on the bottom of that pile. I got rolled up on. I, I absolutely piled up on it at the very least. Four minutes to go here in the game. Down one, Badax third and one from the opposing 25-yard line. Single wing to the left, splitting the hash marks. Hollingsworth wide to the left. It's a direct snap to Evan Schenk. He has the first down and pushes that pile all the way across the 20-yard line down to about the 18-yard line. Move the chains. A seven-yard gain where they needed just one yard. First and ten for the Bad Axe Hatchets, trailing by one point. Tackle made by Zach Kretschmer for the Lakers. 
back to business for the Bad Axe Hatchets. You're seeing Meinhold attack the outside, and you're seeing Evan Shank attack the middle. And that's the way this this offense is built. You want those big guys attacking the middle. You want your speedsters showing a case to the outside. And you saw back-to-back -back carries now for Evan Shank right up the middle. And all of a sudden, that front four of Lakers that was winning most of the second half, Bad Axe has won this battle on this drive. First down now and 10 from the 18 of Lakers. In the backfield, Keaton Brown, Evan Schenk, Jake McPhee, the blocking back. It's a handoff right up the direct snap right up the middle. And that would be Keaton Brown at the bottom of that pile. They're going to be brought down in the backfield, brought down by Lakers' Colton Oyervitas for a two-yard loss back at the 21-yard line. Going to mark him down right at the 20, so a yard loss. Oyervitas. Nowhere to run for Keaton Brown. He keeps it himself. Uh, you'd think after a couple really nice carries by Evan Shank, they'd be leaning his way, but they don't. Colton Oyervitas holds his ground, doesn't allow the weak side carry that time by Keaton Brown to go anywhere, and he loses a yard on the play. In the backfield, Brown is a direct snap to Devin Howard coming around the left side, and he's going to be brought down in the backfield for another five-yard loss back at the 25-yard line. Steinman on the stop in the backfield, getting in the backfield multiple times tonight, and now it's third down in a country mile for the Bannock Sanchez. I, I think Steinman's only got three carries, but I would be, I'd have to believe all three of them were for losses on tonight's game. Actually, that's exactly the case. Doug okay. Cole, our director of sports information, confirms. It's happened about once a quarter. All of a sudden, it's like he, he blitzes or comes from out of nowhere, a little bit undersized guy, but uh, slides between that offensive line, gets in the backfield, and before you least expect it, he's got you tripped up in the backfield. So now third down and a long 17 to go for this Maddox offense. Two minutes remain. Hand stretch snap to Devin Howard, moving those, pumping those legs inside the 20. He was hit back in the 25, and he's finally going to be brought down at the 18-yard line for a 70-yard gain. Tackle made by... Go for a field goal here, Go you for think, a field Clark? goal. You very well could. It's fourth down and ten. Timeout called by the Lakers with a minute 45. We'll stick with you. As Dave Hanson, you bring up a very good point. It's fourth and ten from the 20... Excuse me, from the 18-yard line. So you're looking at about a 35-yard field goal. We saw him making them in warm-ups. Last time we were here, he made a 38-yard field yes, goal did. in in-game play. So we know that that's not an issue. I mean, the rain and the weather is an issue. It is starting to but, rain again. But 35 yards is very makeable for Griffin Meinhold. And on 4th and 17, that's about as conservative as a call as you're going to get, snapping it directly to your fullback and running to a certain place on the field, and that's how I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I think you're right. And he powered ahead to get a couple extra to make this a much more manageable attempt. But with fourth down and 10 in this weather, you have to look at your team and go, do I have a run play that can get me 10 yards? Do I trust my offensive line to hold up to make a pass of 10 yards? Or do we line up for three and try to take the lead? Well, Griffin Meinhold is certainly on the field, and he is standing at his own 30-yard line, they are going to be going for the field goal here and the lead. Logan Miles is the holder. Number seven, Griffin Meinhold, the kicker. They're setting up at the 25. This will be a 35-yard field goal. Rain is falling a little at his back. Griffin Meinhold could take the lead here for the Bad Axe Hatchets. It's 21-20 with a minute 45 left in the fourth quarter. There's the snap. Good snap. The kick is up. It is. Does it have the distance? Yes, it does. Wide right. No. Wide right. Griffin Meinhold pushes it wide right. It is no good. Lakers stays on top 21-20 to with a minute 38 left in the fourth quarter.
Wow, what an attempt. And I tell you what, the snap was low, but Logan Miles did a nice job of digging that out of the dirt and getting it set down. But as every golfer knows, once in a while, you just push it out to the right, and that's exactly where it hangs. It just glances on the right side of the uprights. It had the distance, but it slides by the right upright. No good. As good as Griffin Meinhold's been kicking the ball, that one just barely misses for Badax. And now Lakers offense comes on the field with a minute 38 to go and a one-point lead. They will start this drive at their own 20-yard line with a one-point lead, 21-20, with a minute 38 left in regulation. Receiver wide each way. Connor McCain is under center. In the backfield will be Zach Kretschmer. Taking their time. Man in motion, Michael Good. And now they look to the sideline for the actual call from Dave Lavasser. Signaling in as the rain starts to fall a little bit harder here now. Stop. Clock stops based on that turnover. And it's going to be a handoff. And this Zach Kretschmer is going to be swallowed up in the backfield. And we have the first timeout of three called by the Bad Axe Hatchets with a minute 33 left in the fourth quarter. Bad Axe has two more remaining timeouts in a one-point ball game. Of course... What this game does, if Bad X were to win, they would win the Greater Than West title outright. If Lakers were to win, it would potentially force a three-way tie between Lakers, Bad X, and Reese. Reese, yes. This becomes a three-headed share of the title. And uh, just what a crazy season. You see one loss by each of those teams as they each beat each other once to have those one loss. But... But this game isn't over yet. Bad Axe has some timeouts in their pocket. And uh, after that first play where Lakers tackled in the backfield for no gain or maybe a little loss, there's still an opportunity here for Bad Axe to get off the field and have a hope and a prayer here to get it in field goal range for another shot. Second down and 10. Minute 33 has no gain from Zach Kretschmer. Still at that 20-yard line. Harbor Beach and Marlette tie it up 16 apiece with 526 left in the fourth. Harbor Beach has the ball, though. So tight games all over the place as the rain continues to fall here. Connor McCain under center, receiver wide each way. And McCain's going to keep it as he misdirections, and he has five, five yards, maybe six yards, as the Powell moves forward, and they say forward progress has him stopped. And now they say he has the first down. The whistle started to blow when he was at the 27-yard line, and now they're going to mark him down at the 30. This could be confusing. Hold on a second. There, there, there's somebody saying he was down right here. There, there's no way that that was a first down. That was probably a yard and a half, two yards short of the first I down. I agree. Now they're going to mark him down to the 28-yard line, and we have a timeout called by the Bad Axe Hatchets. I will say this. He did get the first down, but when the whistles blew, they blew that play dead at least two yards short of the first down. So in my opinion, it should be at least third down and two here. Now there's less than two minutes to play in that high reach Marlette game. Minute 23 in this one, 21 to 20. Lakers by one point in the fourth quarter. The Greater Than West title is on the line. We'll return in 30 seconds. Down in two from the 28. Lakers, all they need to do is get a first down, and this one will be salted away. McCain in the shotgun as a blocking back to the left, as well as Kretschmer. Kretschmer gets the snap, 
and he's going to be very close to that first down marker. This, they're going to be short of the 30-yard line, but they're going to mark him down on the other side of the 30. And that is very... Now they mark it down right at the 30-yard line, so they very well may have to measure this one. There it is. No, they're not going to measure it. First down, move the chains, converts on third down, and gives Lakers a new set of downs with a minute five remaining in the fourth quarter. And there's a flag as Jack Hollingsworth took his helmet off, whipped it on the ground, and now he just headbutted himself with the helmet. He's going to be carried off the field by Jake McPhee, and that's going to be a personal foul against the Bad Axe Hatches. Yeah, that was, uh, it might have been a little bit of a healthy spot, but close enough for the first down, and uh, that should seal this game for the Lakers. A, a, heck, of a, a heck of a ball Dead game ball. by them. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the defense, 15 yards, first down, first and 10. So this one puts the control into the Lakers' hands. Just one timeout remains for the Bad Axe Hatchets with 105 remaining in the fourth, and the Lakers will be forcing a three-way tie in Week number eight, the final week of divisional play. A three-way tie for the Greater Than West title. Connor McCain is under center in the new formation here. Less than a minute to play. Wait until the play clock gets down to about five seconds before singling for the snap. There's the snap. And the Jenny Flecht, and that will be the final timeout called by the Bad Axe Hatches with 44 seconds left. So Bad Axe with no more timeouts. And Lakers just needs to kneel one more time, and this ballgame is over. Yeah, that, that, what a heck of a ballgame we see. Maybe one of the best games we've seen this year, and both teams played extremely well. And uh, I, I guess it came down in the second half to one play. It was... Uh, a pass interference call where they could have taken it on the kickoff. They, they opted the aggressive play and a play that I like. Instead of going for two from the two-yard line, let's do it from the one. And uh, let's line everybody up and let's win with our biggest, strongest guy carrying the football, asking for a yard. And Lakers answers the call. They hold up from one yard on the two-point conversion, goes keeps the lead 21-20, and Baddocks had another opportunity. They had a very good field goal kicker, kick from 35 yards, which we know is in his wheelhouse, and he shoves it just right and misses the upright. So a couple chances by Baddocks to, to hold off their rival, the Lakers, but Lakers going to get last laugh here and get some hardware, get a share of this greater thumb west. After Baddocks beating the Lakers two times last week, last year in three weeks, Lakers get revenge on Baddocks' home field. In week number eight, as there's the kneel, and we are under 40 seconds. Lakers can, or Bannocks cannot stop the clock. As Bannocks was crowding a line. I think they're getting a little bit of a scolding here from the officials. And that is it. No more kneels are required. The Bad Axe Hatchets fall in week number eight for the first time this season. More importantly, the Lakers win 21-20 and force a three-way tie for the Greater Than West title. Oh, what a crazy game and a heck of a finish. Always a one-score game throughout the whole game. Each team matched each other all the way to the end, but it came down to a, a chance at an extra point to tie the game or a two-point conversion to take the lead. Bad Axe went for the two and came up short. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football. It was a thriller in week number eight. The Lakers win on the road, a huge win, and they secure more than likely a playoff bid with that win as well. Lakers win 21-20 on the road over the Bad Axe Hedges and force a share of the Greater Than West title right here on the WLW Sports Network.
Lakers upsets the Bad Axe Hatchets for the first time this season. The Hatchets fall. Lakers 21, Bad Axe 20 enforces a three-way split of the Greater Than West title between Lakers, Bad Axe, and Reese. All because of a two-point conversion that was stopped at the half-yard line. We'll have all the details upcoming in just two minutes right here on your home for high school football, the WLAW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. Listening to the WLW Sports Network in perhaps one of the best games we saw all season. It was a thriller down to the finish. Final score Lakers 21, Bad Axe 20. Lakers goes on the road, upsets the Bad Axe Hatchets in a game. No one gave the Lakers a chance. And Lake Bat Dave Hansen, how much tells the scoring plays? right from the beginning no doubt and shame on us because lakers came out and played an awesome game tonight from beginning to end but it started with bad axe winning the opening toss evan shank on their first drive goes right down the field a four-yard touchdown run Meinhold makes the extra point bad axe with the early seven nothing lead but lakers would respond immediately when mccain scores on a seven-yard keeper of his own and their extra point is good we're all tied at the end of the first quarter second quarter more of the same Keaton Brown hits Devin Howard on a three-yard touchdown pass. The extra point is good. Bad X retakes the lead. Lakers responds again with a minute 16 left in the first half. McCain hits Collison Russell on a 68-yard throw and catch. The extra point is good, and at halftime, 14-14. In the third quarter, just one score, and it was a Kretschmer 27-yard touchdown run. Extra point is good, and Lakers, the end of the third quarter with their first lead of the game, 21-14. In the fourth quarter, though, just one score, and it was Keaton Brown hitting Talaski on a 25-yard touchdown pass. But with a pass interference call on the play, they accepted the penalty to move half the distance on the two-point conversion, and the Jake McPhee run was stopped short of the goal line. And even though Bad Axe got the ball back and a chance for a 35-yard field goal, that missed wide right. And Lakers is able to run the clock out and maintain a 21-20 lead over the heavily favored Hatchets for a three-way split now of the Greater Thumb West title. What a, what a finish. The Greater Thumb West now split in the hands between Reese, Lakers, and Bad Axe. Bad Axe was, of course, the favorite leading into through the first seven weeks. Bad Axe did not give up more than one touchdown in any game since week number one when they gave up 33 to Harrow Beach. Beyond that, their defense shut down teams. Lakers scored in ways they had to. Big plays, big runs. Direct snaps, some, kind of the taste of their own medicine a little bit. And Lakers wins 21 to 20. They played a disciplined enough game. Lakers with four penalties for 25 yards. Banks with three penalties for 25 yards. They played a disciplined enough game to win on the road in week number eight and force that split in the Greer West title. 
a lot of happy fans driving back to Laker country tonight. No doubt about it. Uh, but we, we run into some of the coaching staff as they were leaving the press box, and they said, hey, if we'd played like that all year, we might have been undefeated. They, this is the first time they have put together a full four quarters, and they were thrilled. You couldn't wipe the grin off their face, They and they deserved it. They played well. They played hard, and nobody expected Lakers to come out with that sort of intensity maintain it for four quarters, not turn the ball over, not make penalties, stay disciplined, and go out and win a game where arguably their best player was inactive, not playing, to go into a healthy, fully loaded Badax team on Badax's field and simply beat them at their own game. That's what they did, and an impressive win at that. It was a one-point ball game in just 10-play differential between Lakers and Badax. Banks actually ran 10 more plays, but altogether... The two offenses were just 12 yards apart. Badax with 256 yards, Lakers with 244. Both teams with one turnover. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, both I, teams had through through an interception. Each team through interception, correct. And when it came down to it, 188 yards rushing for the Badax hatchets, 68 yards through the air for three for six in that one interception, two touchdowns through the air as well. Lakers, eight completions, 11 attempts, one interception for 165 yards and one score. Rushing the ball, 26 carries for 79 yards and two touchdowns. Zach Kretschmer, 11 carries, 54 yards and one touchdown. Connor McCain, 13 carries, 20 yards and a score. Logan Carlson Russell, two carries for five yards. That's the entire rushing attack for the Lakers tonight. Not that impressive when you look at it, but on the other side of the ball, when you're completing, what, 73% of your passes in the rain, Connor McCain, the junior play caller, 8 of 11 for 165 yards with one interception and one touchdown. Averaged 20 yards per catch on the night. Logan Carlson Russell over the century mark with 103 yards on four receptions, one touchdown. Dylan Wayner, two receptions, 36 yards. Michael Good, one reception, 24 yards. And Colton Oyervitas, one reception for two yards. They did it through the air. They did it when they needed to on the ground. They were four for seven on third down conversions for 57%, had eight first downs of the night, one for one on fourth down conversions. In time possession, they had the ball just for 43% of the time with 20 minutes and 34 seconds. Badax leading the way, Griffin Meinhold, nine carries for 74 yards, averaged eight yards per carry, and carried the ball 22% of the time tonight. Evan Schenk, 11 carries, 56 yards, and a score. Devin Howard, six carries, 28 yards. Keaton Brown, 13 carries, 27 yards. Jake McPhee, one carry for three yards. And Blake Tulaski, one carry for no yards. You look at time of possession, and uh, you'd think, oh, Badax had the ball for seven minutes more, but they also ran ten more plays than Lakers. Lakers, the big playability was there. Passing the ball, they averaged 20 yards of completion. Badax on the other side, they averaged 22 yards of completion. But the difference was Badax running game, to me, was effective enough. They had enough runs at the right time. They averaged three yards a carry. That's what you want. That's what wing T teams go after. They did enough on the running game to keep Badax honest. And then when they did run their pass plays, the play action was viable. Badax defenders, if there's four guys running routes, all they need is one guy to just think about, buy in just a little bit, get their wallet out attempt to buy that play action and they burned him and credit Connor McCain because he found that guy that slipped up a little bit and they were able to hit Logan Collison Russell a couple times he only had four catches but they went for over 100 he scored the big touchdown before the half and that was the backbreaker 
This game was dead even. We were impressed with Lakers, but Badax was battling in one of their toughest games, and with a minute and a half to go, 68-yard touchdown pass, that can not happen. On your home field, you get burned, there's no deep safety, the corner gets beat, and it's a 20-yard throw and catch and 40 yards worth of running, and nobody near Logan Collison Russell for the easiest throw and catch you're going to find in Connor McCain's career. And then in the second half, they battle just like they did the rest of the game. And what happens? Both teams score. Bad X goes for the lead, the aggressive play, and in that scenario, I really like it. One yard to go. My offense can't get me a yard. We don't deserve to win the game. And they had another shot. Probably the arguably one of the best kickers in the area. Normally, there's only one guy that kicks. There's three or four good kickers in this area. Yeah. Griffin Myhold, there's no there's second to none of these kids, and just pushed it just a little bit. That happens. There's a little bit of wind. It was definitely raining. The snap and hold were decent, and he just flat out missed it. Just pushed it a little bit. Bad X had their chances to win. Lakers answered the call when they needed to. They were 4 of 7 on third down conversions. Bad X, 4 of 10, and 2 of 5 on fourth down. When they needed four yards, Bad X couldn't find it. Lakers defense answered the call, and we questioned their offense. They scored three times tonight. That was enough. What a game. 21-20, your final score. Lakers win in week number eight to secure a share of the Greater Than West title, making forcing a three-way tie between Lakers, Bad X, and Reese. What is it? Bad Axe beat Reese. Reese beat Lakers. Lakers beat Bad Axe. Lakers beat Bad Axe in the three-way vicious cycle. And I can't remember exactly what I said, Dave, going all the way back to the strong side preseason show. I do remember saying there was going to be some surprise, and I think I said Lakers was going to do something. I don't think I expected a three-way tie to start to finish this career than West title, but holy cow. Lakers winning this game makes our, which are completely flat-out guesses before the season starts. <laughs> uh, we predicted Reese to win the West. Technically, we were right. Yeah. Um, we did not see this Bad X team coming. This Bad X team opened everybody's eyes, and now um, we wonder what they are. One game, they did not play poorly. Bad X played a nice game. They were beat today. Lakers beat them. Yes, Bad X had their chances towards the end, but this was a tough game, and a game that if it was a rematch next week, you'd be signed up buying tickets to come back and watch it again. It was that good, and now I think with everybody kind of on the Bad X bandwagon, this is their year. They're playing ugly next week. I think everybody would have had Bad X favored. Now, all of a sudden, I couldn't tell you I'm going to pick. Ugly hasn't played a real football game in three or four weeks. They were they they won by forfeit two weeks ago. They won 59 to nothing, so that means their offense, their starters played a half at most. So a well-rested Ugly team playing a Bad X team that just got beat on their own field, I got to imagine practice this week is going Ugh. to be tough, and they are going to be remotivated and rejuvenated for what I still think is going to be a whale of a football game next week to still arguably the best team in the West, arguably now, against the clear-cut best team in the East, and I can't wait to see them battle it out next week. Of course, that coverage will begin at 6 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com as we have listeners all over the place. Whether you're listening across the berm in across in the visitor's side or all the way down in Crystal Lake, Illinois, thank you for listening tonight as we were treated to a great game here in week number eight. We sure were, and uh, that, that leads us with our, our Thompson Chevrolet player of the game, and the, the, there's two guys that really stick out that were big-time performers, but I don't think you can look past number seven. Connor McCain uh, had a heck of a ball game. Uh, his rushing stats weren't that pretty, but he got an all-important touchdown to respond to an early Baddocks touchdown right out of the gate. But eight of 11 passing. 
for 165 and a big touchdown pass at the end of the second half. Really leapfrogged this Lakers team. And he helped keep their offense on the field, whether it was with his legs making a crucial run or making that big-time throw. He did it tonight. Yes, he had an interception, but so did Badex. Badex had an interception, too. So that washes out. Connor McCain, though, edges out Logan Collison Russell for your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game. Congratulations, Connor McCain, the Thompson Chevrolet player of the game. If you're looking for the new model, Chevrolets look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find your new roads. Keaton Brown ends up the night with three of seven passing with one interception and two scores for 68 total yards. Griffin Meinhold and Blake Tulaski and Devin Howard bringing in one reception each. Griffin Meinhold, 40 yards. Blake Tulaski, 25 yards and a score. Devin Howard, three yards and a score. Drayton Roma is one target, no receptions. On the defensive side of things, Jake McPhee leading the tackling for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Not much surprise there with nine tackles, including one for a loss. Devin Howard, two tackles for a loss and six total on the night. Keaton Brown, three tackles. Jack Hollingsworth, three tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Hayden Miles, one tackle, or excuse me, three tackles with one tackle for a loss. On the Laker defense, Peyton Kinney leading the way with eight tackles. Colton Oyervitez with six tackles and one tackle for a loss. Zach Kretschmer, five tackles and one tackle for a loss. Luke Brown, Five tackles, and Michael Good with four tackles leading the way for the Laker defense. I just can't get over this game. We, I'm not sure it's because we were making such bold predictions beforehand that it was going to be you know lopsided bad acts by 20, bad acts by 30, and here we are, Lakers, you know, held true. Uh, they, they were never down by more than a touchdown. It was 7-0, 7-7, 14-7 bad acts, and then 14-14 at the half, and then the second half, Lakers scores in the third quarter, no score in the fourth quarter. Uh, Baddock scored once to, to get me, back yes, to yes, 20. Yes. But um, it never got without a score. Uh, within a score, uh, extra points were all good, except when Baddock decided not to kick the extra point, which uh, no one's going to question the decision, but no. it's going to come back to haunt them in this in this evening. But uh, uh, you can even look at the coach, uh, the Lakers coaching staff right now and walk them in here. And uh, did they plan to win this week? Did they expect <laughs> to win? Yes. But they will admit to you that they have not seen this type of performance all season long. To, to some of the games that they've played in, they've barely won. They lost to a Reese team that lost to this team. So you would think that if Bad Axe beat them and Lakers lost to Reese, then I'd say, other than in the Big Ten, that, <laughs> that, that Bad Axe should have beat Lakers. But that just goes to show you week in, week out, everything's a little different. Lakers came better prepared. Lakers came more motivated. And Lakers... Discipline, fundamentally sound, made the play when they had to. Bad X could not counter that. Great football game. They both played well. Lakers got the last laugh, had the break go their way, and come up with, I would say, the biggest game of the year for them. They come up big, by far the best game we've seen all year, and it was a pleasure to watch it. And, yes, we were all heavy on Bad X, but why wouldn't we? Bad X has played eight weeks of football looking like this. Lakers has played one but it's coming at the right time. With playoffs right around the corner, this team, I think this Lakers team, punched their ticket to the playoffs, and now it really makes uh, things interesting next week. Bad X going to have their hands full with another good team. We talked about at the beginning of the year. That schedule of Bad X this year was tough. Reese, Lakers, USA. Uh, they, they were lucky to get Cass City early in the year, and then, of course, Lakers here in Reese. I mean, that is and an ugly and non-conference battle. They played Harbor Beach, which is one of the better teams in the uh, in the East. Gave them a run for their money in week one. They had a tough schedule from beginning to end. And to only have one loss through there is pretty good. But this is a tough way for them to lose as favorites to win the greater thumb outright. 
up, any other updated uh, scores from other games here. We have a final in Ubley. Brown City loses 59-0. Uh, Ubley wins 59-0. That's a better way to say that there. And Ubley improves to 8-0 on this season. Uh, last we heard, Sandusky leading Memphis 42-0 somewhere in the third or fourth quarter. Cassidy blanks Carroll 36-0 for this score. And Marlette and Harbor Beach in double overtime. 16 apiece. Neither team has scored in a single overtime. Harbor Beach had the ball to start the second overtime. They were unable to score. Now Marlette has the ball in that second overtime. So that one is going to come down, obviously, to the very bitter end. We'll see there in eight-player football. Uh, Morris and Kingston. Morris leading Kingston 46 nothing, and Genesee leading Akron Fairgrove 30-12 to at halftime is the last we heard on that one. So not many other updates there in eight-player football. Of course, we're just waiting for this Harbor Beach Marlette score to uh, finalize here as they're in the double overtime in Harbor Beach in the rain. Neither team clearly wants to go home, and uh, neither team wants to score in overtime. That's for sure. But uh, as we saw, passing can be tough in these conditions. Those are two teams that really like to throw the football. Um, don't tell Lakers that. Eight, eight of 11 through the air. Uh, they had no problem throwing today, and that uh, was a difference maker for them. Dave Hansen, final thoughts here from week number eight. I'll, I'll say it again. Best game we've seen all year, and it was a pleasure to be here to watch it. And I just hope uh, Bad X can respond next week and, and we can put on another great performance for everybody next week. Uh, we'll be right back here in Bad X. We're going to run it again, but this time the Ugly Bearcats come to town. Uh, like I said, one of the best in the West against the best in the East. And uh, I think we're in for another battle, just like we saw tonight. Two fundamentally solid teams, a lot of running the football, and we'll see which team can stand up last. And for our sake, Dave, we survived a night without our spotter, Dan Banky, in our ears, and we did okay. Barely. Barely. Yeah. I mean, we, I, we did all right, but there was one bad debacle in the middle. Uh, Just we, delete we, that for yeah, we won't. We won't talk about that one. We only said the, the wrong team, the wrong receiver, the wrong right. uh, quarterback. Both, both of us, right. We, we got the whole entire play wrong. One play, but it was a pretty important one to get wrong. We didn't get the tackler wrong because there was no tackle. Touché. So that's, that's the only thing we got right there. But Dave Hanson, great job tonight. We uh, look forward to seeing you. A week from tonight, right in the same exact spot for a great East versus the West. Uh, it should be, and it's uh, arguably the best team in the West now uh, against the clear best team in the East. So uh, a three-way tie. Congratulations to the uh, Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers uh, on a big-time win, uh, and congratulations to Reese, Badax, and Lakers now as they are all going to be considered greater thumb West champions. Uh, Win or loss for Laker or for Badax here, it's a tough loss to swallow. But you're still Greater Thumb West champions. You still own a share of that, and uh, a very important non-conference schedule for everybody to get one last shot to prove your uh, seeding for the playoffs. Interesting to see where everybody lands. I was just going to say that we very well may see if these two teams do line up in that division, or they're both going to be in Division Seven. We know that from for sure. We know that guaranteed. Mm -hmm. But what we very well could see is we could see a rematch in either week one or week two in the same district between Bad Axe and Lakers, and what a game that would be. Oh, and, and a great time for a rematch. I, I know, I'm sure Bad Axe would look forward to another shot at him, and, and Lakers has got to be feeling good about it, not too worried about it at all. So, But uh, both teams got to take care of business next week, and then we'll worry about the playoffs. But looking forward to playoffs being right around the corner. even doesn't feel like it because we're still wearing golf polos. Yeah, right. Uh, it seems crazy, but uh, playoffs right around the corner, and we know it's uh, one of our – favorite times of the years when playoff seating starts and we can see our teams push for a state title. Tonight's game was being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services, DS Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Bad Axe, Rainey's Hunting Center, 269. Guns, Heron Daily Tribune, North Star Bank, Huron Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Thumb Bank and Trust, Tina Seeley of Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan, Bayport State Bank, Insure Health, Better Health, Better Life, 
Are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team, Dan Bankier, Spotter, he was off tonight, but giving us updates on other scores. As Harbor Beach and Marlette now go into triple overtime, as neither team has scored in neither overtime. Doug Cole, our director of sports information, feeding us stats and also playing filling in there for spotting. And Dave Hansen, in-game analysis, doing a great job with the whole team as usual. My name is Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed a rainy week number eight. And the Lakers come home victorious 21-20 and split a three-way tie in the Greater Than West. We'll return next Friday at 6 p.m. with coverage starting at 6, kickoff at 7 as the Ugly Bearcats roll into town to take on the Bad Axe Hatchets. The Bad Axe Hatchets trying to get back to their winning ways. Ugly at 8-0, trying to make it a perfect season in the regular season. We'll see you a week from tonight from Bad Axe. Until then, stay dry, stay safe. We'll see you in a week. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.